Hi there. You're about to enjoy the Chronicles of Tom and Jamie. Hi everyone, I'm Kevin Mann. Hi guys, my name's Annabelle Knight. Hello, this is Becky Baldwin. Hello, I'm Chesney. Hey, what's up everyone? This is Brayden from Say We Can Fly. Hi, this is Sam from Hertzville and you're listening to the Chronicles of Podcast with Tom and Jamie. Hello everybody and welcome to the 116th edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. And these right here are the Chronicles of Hertzfall. It is I, the bearded Brummy Jamie, and joining me as always, as always, is this handsome fella right here. What's going on, guys? Welcome back. Always a pleasure to see you. Welcome to the Chronicles of Podcast. Hit it! Ladies and gentlemen, this week we are bringing you a very special guest. This week's guest is a vocalist for a band who has been described as a fine wine of flavours with subtle hints of the damned and David Bowie, as well as being described as having a live show that makes your inner soul feel touched, which to me sounds like a bloody good time. This week we are joined by vocalist and frontman Sam Harrison Ems as we bring you the Chronicles of Hertzfall. Pleasure. Uh, yes, absolutely <laughs> celebrate yourself. That's great. <laughs> but first things first, um, how are you doing? How's your Monday treating you? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. Um, it's it's very nice to be here, especially because this is the first interview, podcast, anything media related of the year that I've done. Oh. So you are my first. <laughs> we love it. We absolutely yeah. love it. Um, yeah, so so I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. You know how it is. You know, it's like back to work. It's freezing cold. But on the plus side, the days are getting longer. You know, I'm, uh, more time to make music. <laughs> <laughs> At least we're not the Americans right now. I'm getting absolutely bombarded by that snow. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. No snow here. No snow. Thank God. Thank yeah. Christ. I can't. Yeah. It's all right when it, when it falls. I can fall as much as it likes. Just don't land. Don't yeah. land and ruin everyone's day. <laughs> be pretty, fall. It's, it's lovely here, but don't land. <laughs> Just I don't want to like complain about the weather in this country too much, but like, just everything comes to a standstill, doesn't it? Like with snow. Oh yeah. That's like roads, trains, like whatever. It's like, oh my god. So yeah. no, I could do without any of that. Thank you very much. It's definitely a British thing, isn't it? Canadians yeah. and anybody else everywhere is like, oh yeah, it's fine, just normal. But we just go. Ah, everything's closed. <laughs> One millimeter of snow, and the country has to stop. Yeah, yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> this is yeah. the most British podcast ever, I know. Really, fucking. <laughs> <is. laughs> Let's talk about it queuing. Is. What are you? What do you feel on queuing? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, but Sam, take us back to the days of young Master Sam. What did you want to be when you were growing up? Has, has music always been that passion for you, or was it something else completely entirely? <laughs> Okay, how far are we going back? I mean, <laughs> I can I can pinpoint exactly when. It was when I was 13, I decided I was going to sing in a band. Like, that was a, a conscious choice, decision, everything. Um, it was, uh, funnily enough, Evanescence on top of the pops. <laughs> um, that's, so, start it back a little bit further. Like, so my dad's music taste is, my stepdad's, well, my dad's music taste is kind of like folky country kind of stuff. My stepdad was kind of, I don't want to say indie, you get the wrong idea, but like um, 
singer songwritery stuff and like definitely like the Beatles he was big into 10,000 Maniacs stuff like that my mom would play me like she liked the pop kind of divas she liked a good singer she liked Whitney Mariah Celine she would play like poppy stuff Madonna whatever she'd also play me like Kate Bush and then she would also play me Depeche Mode The Cure do you see where I'm going now yeah yeah so <laughs> then for, for me at 13 somehow Evanescence felt like all of that together and I was like mm. wow this is for me and it's kind of cool it was cool 20 years ago um <laughs> You know, coming from my cousin showing me Slipknot, age nine, and I was like, "Whoa!" And Linkin Park were the biggest band on the planet. So, yeah, it it all kind of converged at that point. I was like, "That's what I have to do. It has to be dark, melodic, um, kind of a little bit heavy, kind of cool and dramatic." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to sing in a band," and I did from that year. Um, but before that, I wanted to be everything. I was going to be a writer. I was going to be an actor. What else? I can't even remember. I've had a little modeling phase as well. Um, yeah, I can be a teacher, went to uni, did English Lit. Um, but yeah, the singing was always there, the music. Never quite let that go from age 13. So here I am doing it. In a way, Sam, though, don't you feel like that's all amalgamated into it anyway? The writing, the acting, the modeling. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. you're kind of already living your best life, doing everything you wanted to do in one. Yeah, I hadn't thought of it like that. But yes, you're using all the same kind of skills, like acting, mm. performing, and yeah, like writing the songs. Yeah, and kind of the artistic direction of videos. And yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought about it as explicitly as that, but yeah. I love the idea, though, that you're, like, writing well. And then when it comes to, like, doing videos or doing, or doing stage <laughs> shows, the modelling side comes in, so you start singing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then start singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because I wouldn't say, like, it comes naturally to me, but it comes to me more naturally than the other guys in the band. So, like, if we're doing a photo shoot, they're kind of like, Sam, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, like, you find the light. And you... Um. Yeah, and actually, speaking of the modelling, I recently modelled for um, Download Festival Merchandise. Like, I've done it a couple of years, but I did it last year, and it was on the screens. And so it's like, yeah, that's linked to music. So I was at Download Festival on the stage, kind of. That's so <laughs> that's cool. awesome. Yeah, that was cool. All I heard about Download from last year was something to do with fish and chips. I wasn't there, but all I heard about it was something to do with fish and chips. I don't know what that was. If, yeah. I don't know if you were there, but yeah. I couldn't make it, sadly, but some people sent me videos of me on the, the screen, do you know, between the bands. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Because I used to go as a teen, you know, lots of years consecutively, you know. Um, yeah. So that's, that's a cool moment. But what, what, I know you said uh, like listening to Evanescence made you want to become a singer, but what was it specifically that just made you go, I want to do that? Was there an interest in wanting to start in music before that? Or was it literally just something in your brain just went, i got to do that? Um, I mean, I was always kind of singing. Like, I think people just thought it was a bit weird. <laughs> you know, like, around the playground, <laughs> like, what is he doing? Um, and then my mum would always be singing. And so we'd be, like, you know, singing together in the house. And, yeah, it was just like a light bulb moment. It was just like, oh, right. I That can be a thing. Like, I can sing in front of people and... You know, I suppose I'd never thought of writing songs before. So then I was like, you know, you have to do that if you're in a band, probably. So um, <laughs> it, it was literally just a light bulb. Yeah, I cannot really explain it. 
maybe it's like you were saying about like the um things coming together so I was already in plays and you know writing stories in English and whatever so um yeah it's kind of a natural progression so then I was in um <laughs> you'll, you'll find this quite funny I think um a classic rock band to start with um not <laughs> like I don't know if it's different now but when I was at school it's very much like boys didn't want to sing I wanted to play guitar and play drums mm. finding boys to sing was hard so when they were like oh he can sing okay get him in they were doing ACDC Guns and Roses I had no training I didn't know what the hell I was doing so I was just doing this awful imitation kind of ah, thing <laughs> probably wrecking my vocal cords um, but you know it was, it was pretty good for 13 it was fine and I got good on the stage and whatever and uh just always been a band in a band ever since like all different genres um yeah the next band was kind of more kind of somewhere between like collective soul and muse weirdly um yeah <laughs> that was an okay. interesting vibe and then what happened another light bulb moment actually hit um do you know the song Roads by Porter's Head? Yes. Um, I do. You do? Okay. Yes. That's, that's some homework. So that's, that's a good one for you. Um, <laughs> My Dying Bride did a cover of that. And, yeah, I forgot about that. Yes, I did. Right? And somebody said that I sounded like him. And I was like, well, what is this? I was like, okay. So I listened to more of their stuff. And then I was just like, I should sound like him because <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> um, and I was like, Phew. and from there I discovered, you know, Paradise Lost and some other stuff like that. Um, so the Doomia stuff. Um, and yeah, then I made a very different band. And from there, it kind of went to the gothy side of things. Um, so then I realized I've always liked 80s stuff, you know. Um, so then I was, you know, going back to what my mum had played me with. I know Depeche Mode's not goth, but they're played in the goth clubs, you know what I mean? It's... Um, and then, you know, The Cure, and then I found Sisters of Mercy and kind mm. of Susan the Banshees and all that stuff, all that good stuff. Um, and yeah, I saw an advert for this band, Hertz Fall. They've been, uh, most of the guys had been in a band previously called The Death Notes, um, lost their singer, not quite sure what happened there, um, but they started up a new band called Hertz Fall, put out an advert being like, need a singer they did it for like a year and then um they narrowed it down to me and another guy it was kind of like a what do you call it like x factor or american <laughs> idol or something like that <laughs> um, uh, not quite like that because i don't know that they usually write to it um <laughs> so <laughs> they sent me demos of like three songs and one of them became our debut single pretty much as I wrote it um, for the audition. So then sang what we did. I never heard the other guy, but then they had a vote and they picked me. And the rest is history, as they say. And they just the houses. <laughs> um, no, it was all like... <laughs> just got and stuff. like <laughs> I did have to stop and think, like... <laughs> you know, Sorry. like houses on x-factor and they take and <laughs> that's so weird such a, such a weird segment of the show it makes no sense when you think no. about it. so <laughs> they unnecessary they should have done yeah. it on the voice like the voice they're just all sat there in office chairs and just spin around if they like the sound here yeah well, i mean at least that makes a bit of sense like but yeah why would you jet off to another country just to yeah keep singing? like 
It's, it's yeah. almost like they're going, basically, look how much money I make. Look how much money <laughs> I make from doing this, yeah? This could be you, this. Look at it. Look at that random piano for no fucking reason in the corner. <laughs> never even played yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Dominance or something, yeah. But you're saying you like ad, you reply to an advert that you saw. Where did you see the advert? Like, How did this come to into your eyes? Um, join my band. <laughs> Do you know that site, Join My Band? Um, yes, yes. Yeah, oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, so that was it. Just... I it, I was just going to say, like, very rarely in my life, from the age of 13, from when I saw that Top of the Pops performance, um, I've always been in a band. Like, very rarely have I not been. So if I haven't been, it's like, I need to fix this now. So I'll apply to anything I see on there that I'm even slightly interested in. So the band name was already there. Um, Hertz 4, I was like, that sounds good. I, I could be the singer of Hertz 4, that sounds like a thing so weird looking back at that now because obviously it is <laughs> it's a thing um yeah no doing very much kind of shoegazy stuff it was more late 90s and then when i joined i kind of not consciously but pulled it late 80s <laughs> um and now we kind of do everything but yeah I, I know you joined late but do you know where the name came from or no because i'm always intrigued by mm-hmm. this quest. I'm always intrigued because I always like to know what they're called before because people always go, that name was fucking shit. Even now I bothered using that beforehand. Where's the name come from? <laughs> well, I, c- I can give you the real answer and the fake one. Which do you want? Real. Both. <laughs> both, yeah, both, both, yeah, both. Yeah, both. Yeah, both. Right, the fake one, it's the pain that Lucifer felt. No, I said that wrong. <laughs> the pain that Lucifer felt when he fell from heaven. There you go. Ooh, I like that. Oh, that's um, a good press answer. I, like I just made that up um, because actually <laughs> the guys told me um, they just stuck two words together and kept doing that until they didn't hate it. Um, that's great. You know, like, I don't know what they were saying, like, fig, tree, cherry, five. I don't know. They just put words together. And, yeah. That is phenomenal. <laughs> but I'll use both. I'm going to say both, yeah. Because it can mean whatever... People want it to me now, right? You know. I suppose I, I never. I, I, for me, I was just a bit. You know, it's, it sounds eight. It sounds gothy. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It just, it's got that that vibe to it. And going back to your vocals, I got hints of Ville Valo in there. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, which is that's well, that's all. Then that's all I could hear. It was like I could just hear. I was trying to like go. His voice is definitely Ville Valo, and. <laughs> 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 but it's, mm-hmm. it's that's not my air that's not my genre if you know what i mean so it's you know i could i could appreciate it the music's great it sounds great uh and i can see what <coughs> excuse me i can see why people like it um mm-hmm. but i was i was trying to think of some like singing there was i think because obviously kyle's got that typo negative hit there was a hint of that in there as well um oh, yeah, but yeah. i was i was definitely going more depeche and him mm-hmm. so yeah i would say i've been compared to those to maybe the most do you know what it's really funny at the end of pretty much every gig someone will come up to me and say oh you sound just like so and so you really reminded me of so and so in that bit of the song I get everything I get fine young cannibals George Michael boy George like like, okay if you say so (laughs) well obviously Um, you sound like you but I just got at moments I was like oh it's got a bit of villa there 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just moments where you go, oh, that sounds a bit like this. It's quite nice. But it's, it's still it's still your own sound, but you've mm-hmm. got like flavours, you know, flavours of them and a little bit, just a little bit of sprinkle of uh, of Depeche, you know, yeah. a bit of jachouche of Villain. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or fan recipe. <laughs> no, and that's, I mean, I don't sit there and kind of put together a potion of like, oh, I'm going to do this. <laughs> no, it's just, I'll sing it the way it needs doing um or how i feel it needs to be um and yeah i I just can't help it that's how i am you know you're gonna hear him you're gonna hear depeche mode because that's what i love that's good um no i'm gonna say no i'm kind of self evolved that sounds really profound doesn't it um really means is I stopped having lessons and just shoved everything together and just <laughs> singing live. Um, so I've done a bit of theatre, musical theatre singing. I've done like popular song. Um, what else? I did opera for a bit. So that's when you hear like the wow. low bit. Like, But I was never that good. I wish I'd stuck at it. Maybe I would have been. But yeah, so I just use all of that. And um, I think I've got a pretty good handle on what I can do now. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Not denying that at all. Yeah. <laughs> and I plan <laughs> to keep improving. Like, in fact, like, I was just thinking the other day, like, I, so, I'm so much of a better singer than I was, like, 10 years ago. And I think it's it's practice. It's going out there, doing it, making mistakes. Like, you know, like, I've learned you don't drink a day or two before the show. Like, I used to go on after one or two or whatever then you struggle to hit the notes and you go, oh, right, not doing that again. Um, you know, things like that. Um, and if you just keep, you know, a good technique up, you keep trying things, I think everyone would get better. Um, it'd be a bit of a, a sore point if you got worse, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> but some people do, I suppose. If they wreck their voice, they, you know, don't look after it. They don't try things, they don't develop. So uh, yeah, try and keep it a healthy, sound that I keep evolving yeah just as, as cliche as the expression is I say it to my daughter every day practice makes perfect just keep going keep going so true. Better and better and better. but the, the group started out in 2018 and then the world decided it was going to close in 2020 because why not but how did that affect the band getting off its feet in those first couple of years were you about to like go out there and try or was it like oh time to reflect we can work on some things <sighs> <laughs> Big sigh. <laughs> um, uh, uh, I'm thinking a lot of things, feeling a lot of things. I just say them all like, uh, I, I didn't like it. <laughs> it was not a good time um, because we were, okay, so 2017 they formed, 2018 I joined. We spent like a year writing, started recording. 2019 we started releasing things. 2020 we had like big plans and it was like we had interest i can't even remember where from um just bigger bands wanted to take us here and there and festivals and it was all going it was like stop and we were just at that bit where if it had happened six months later maybe we would have had a fan base to capitalize off but it was mm. just that little bit early that we were still a start start up band if that makes sense um but you know did our best and we had a few songs banked as it were like already recorded that we could kind of drip feed out um we managed to do a socially distant music video (laughs) so our first music video 
I think our only proper one, like with us in it, um, you'll notice we're not in the same room and that's because we couldn't be. Um, it's high time we do one all together and that that is in the works. But um, yeah, so we did that and then we wrote a song separately and uh, it was for something called Ice Planet Goth for uh, Darkness Calling. So that was raising money for the Trevor Project for LGBTQ plus youth in America. Um, it was all hmm. Star Wars themed songs. That was a massive learning curve for me because to start with, like, I just write about whatever I want. No one tells me what to do. <laughs> and so having something there, it was kind of like, oh, I have to hone my skills, you know? And the other thing is I like to have everything ready um, before, like, recording. I don't like doing it in bits and all separate. Like, I have to be in the room and we jam. None of that. So I had to develop and we all had to develop, like, as a band. And I think um, a lot of bands will tell you similar things, like the ones that survived that, that time. Mm. They, we got better like we had to be more flexible with how we write how we record you know everything um so yeah we came out of it good but yeah i'd rather it hadn't happened but you know <laughs> and i also um i had a speaking of the acting from earlier like i got the one of the main parts in rent um roger i was going to be doing that at derby playhouse um he's like a rock star just a little bit out of his prime um who's dying of aids um and it's like that would be such a good role like i just know the song i pretty much know the script because i was obsessed with it as a teen um and yeah that was just like no nope, not doing that so wow. it's kind of yeah and now the director's like gone off to london and it's, it's not it's not going to happen uh probably again not like it was and i don't know if i have time for it now so you know that moment's gone so yeah the pandemic wasn't good not a good time but with a better band for it no I'm, I'm so sorry that 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 does suck like you know to have that opportunity taken away from you. but like you said you found the positives you learned some new skills the band grew bigger and everything like that. so yeah there, there was some positives from it. but the one thing that makes hurtful different to other alternative bands is you have no guitar like general lead or rhythm guitar it's only yeah. a bass i love that it's so unique it's brilliant was that intentional to, to like to make that part of the sound did it just sort of happen <laughs> mm, i would love to say it was intentional but it actually wasn't <laughs> that was another case of us adapting to things so when i first joined there was a guitarist and there was also a drummer um the guitarist left pretty early on in me joining. Um, he's gone on to do solo things. I just think being in another band straight after a band wasn't working for him and, you know, more of the people side of it. I, I don't think he was interested. Um, so then we were like, what are we going to do? We need a new guitarist. And then we were like, for now, let's limp on without. And because Mike, uh, I call him guitarist, he's, he's kind of our bassist, really. Um, he has like a six string bass and um, so he will do rhythm guitar -y bits and sometimes even lead bits on the, on the high end of that and then he'll switch down to the bass as well and uh, so then we're like this kind of works and it's kind of like a gothy thing to be led by bass like you know that really hard bass mm. we're like why complicate it let's not get a guitar <laughs> and then sadly our drummer um well he left and then he passed away um, yeah. yeah 
Um, and then we were like, well, we need a drum machine so we can get this song going. And then we were like, hang on a minute. This is another really gothy thing. No live drums. So then we were down to three of us and we've been that way for a long time. So it works. Um, and we kind of made it a feature of the music. Like, as you said, it's so cool. Just like no guitarist. It's a bit of a nightmare explaining to like sound engineers. Because <laughs> they're always like, what, what, what's this? What, what about your drummer? What about your guitarist? It's like, no, you just plug us into the PA. We're good. We've got backing tracks. We're good. Um, yeah, but I really like it. And yeah, it makes us different. I really like it. Uh, everyone I was reading was like, plays the bass six. And I was like, what the fuck is a bass six? And I saw a picture. I was like, oh, I see. <laughs> I'd never heard of that before. <laughs> but, oh, sorry. That's what I was going to say, but I'll, I'll crack it anyway. Um, so um, your lyrics then, Sam. Obviously, you were talking about how much you like being a, you want to be a writer and stuff, and you did English yeah. at university. Um, are your lyrics very personal to you? Are they story-based? Are they more political? Like, what sort of avenue do you like to go down? Mm. Not so much political, although now and then, now and then it will creep out. But really, with all of them, it's just what I'm feeling at that point in time. Um, yeah, very personal to me because I write it, <laughs> so it's going to be about <laughs> me and what I'm doing. Um, we did we did dabble a bit with like. You know, the, the drummer, Dave, he was keen on getting involved in co-writing, whatever, but that never really materialised. And I think the other guys, they just love making the music and, uh, you know, more of the production side and stuff like that. So they're like, well, well, they've never said it, but I assume they're really happy with the lyrics as they are because they just <laughs> let me get on with it. Um, sometimes they'll give me a, a song name and that sometimes helps me build from there. And um, sometimes I'll just have noises and be like, Sam, what, what's this called? Um, and usually when we're working on something, they'll be like, oh, um, is it still called this? Like, you know, they leave it up to me, which I really like. Because, um, you know, it's kind of an intimate thing, like the the relationship the singer has with the, the lyrics and the melody and all mm. that. Um, and because I do my own vocal melody as well. So I'm doing everything you hear me do is is from me. So they let me have free reign on that. Um, and it works. Um, I think that's a key part of the Hertzful sound. But yeah, it's um, yeah, it's mostly about my experiences, my feelings. Uh, try and give it a bit of a poetic slant. But once you start trying, I think it falls apart. So I don't try too hard. Like what has to come out is what's authentic. And um, it's funny, like our song last summer that we did, uh, Tilting. Um, mm -hmm keyboard player Jamie he was just talking about we were all, uh, having a chat about people complaining online you know like shaking their fist at the sun for shining like arguing all the time and I'm so angry this is happening and he said yeah they're tilting at windmills and I was like what what's that it's like yeah it's a saying like it's it means you know arguing over something that you can't change basically um and I was like that's such a cool saying like and I was just turning the windmills like that, and it just <laughs> happened, and we got a song around that. I've so, never yeah. heard that expression for all my life. No, it's an old one. Um, yeah, I think it's from a book um, that I was supposed to have read in uni. <laughs> 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 
it, it's funny it. you say that about like singers and being close to the lyrics. It's one thing I've never understood. Like I'm a massive Motley Crue fan, and it's known that the bassist Nikki Six writes all the lyrics. I'm like, but you're not singing them, so like, how is Vince gonna know how to articulate how you're feeling? Like, surely the singer should write the lyrics. I, I don't know. That's just sort of thing I've always felt. So. I would agree, but if it works for them, it works for them. Like, I think they've done all right for themselves, so it must have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you mentioned before the Hurts Fall Sound. Like, people who are listening to this, they might not be familiar with your guy. How would you describe the Hurts Fall Sound for people who haven't heard you? How would I describe the Hurts Fall Sound? I don't want to give like that really obvious answer that you can just read online. Um, so, how would I describe it? It's the truest expression of myself. That's not going to make you want to listen to it, is it? It's <laughs> <laughs> a great answer, though. <laughs> so let me give you the um, the other one, the kind of so that people can understand, like the music side of it. It's um, I would say we sit in like a sweet spot between Depeche Mode, The Cure, and New Order. Um, and if you kind of splat us sisters of mercy all over that, we're right in the middle of that triangle. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a better one? <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. And weirdly, my, my next question was going to be like, who were the bands that influenced the sound of the band? And that, you just sort of answered that one for me. So there we go. That, that question done. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I'm efficient with my uh, answering sometimes. Um, yeah. It, I would say we're also just something original though. Like we are a kind of Frankenstein's monster of all those sorts of bands and more. Like who else do we like? I really like The Mission as well, Children on Stun. Um, we like, it, there's some new bands coming out and that inspires us. Like um, Then Come Silence, Vision Video, um, Orga, you know? Um, so you, we like all of that and you put it all together and, but there's something that we do differently. Like, I don't think we sound like a covers band or like a throwback band from that period. There's something very new. And I think that's to do with the way that I sing in all different ways. I think it's to do with the bass being the lead. I think it's all those keyboard layers. And um, yeah, it's a unique Hertzful sound um, that I would hope people want to listen to because <laughs> I enjoy it. So. That's, that's kind of our thinking is, do we like it? It doesn't come out till we like it. Would we put this on? Would we play this? Um, so, yeah, we're not trying to uh, fulfill anything, you know, and that's a good thing about being independent currently is, like, no one's breathing down our neck for deadlines or this has to fit this box. It's like, we're going to have it be ours, what we love. That's what, yeah, keeps us doing it. It's genuine love for the music and performing it, like, yeah, we put on a good live show. If I do say so myself, that I'm going to get to that in a bit because that's oh, the yeah. sort of feeling <laughs> I did. I did have, but because okay. you haven't got guitars and you haven't got drums, like song structuring must be—is it quite difficult because you haven't got that lead to follow, or is it more bass around the bass or the synth mm. keyboard? Like, how would that, that? Is it lyrics first, and then go right? Let's build a song around this, or is it? Oh, I really like that. It's great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is like an interview. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
and I don't usually put this much thought into it um but yeah I have had these questions before it's just rusty you know what I mean over Christmas your brain just kind of shuts down yeah so thank you for waking me up again making me Not really <laughs> more than um, welcome Sam because even yesterday I was just like thinking oh what am I going to even say tomorrow so I was like revising like what had happened to the band so far and I was just thinking oh. yeah like we've done a lot like we're kind of good aren't we like <laughs> um so you're asking about how the song was written um how the songs are written yeah Structure. they're different they're different each time that's the thing sometimes Mike or Jamie will just come to me with a full song and I mean whole song done just no vocals on it and I'll be like yeah I can hear that um, and I'll just put something on it. More often than not, it'll be one of them comes to us both with a riff, with a sound being like, oh, here we go. I've got this section. I've got two sections. I don't know what's verse, what's chorus, but let's do something. Sometimes we'll jam it together in the room and it'll just come together. I feel like our track Revelator, that's kind of what happened there. And um, sometimes we just jam and the whole thing comes out. Um, yeah. Um, it's there isn't a kind of a method there isn't like a this is how you do a Hertzfeld song it's just different each time and then we've got some where we've been dragging these melodies for years and then eventually they'll fit into what we're doing now um, and then we've got things that we scrap so yeah I don't know other bands I know they have a bit more of a method um not all of them but um <laughs> some you know the guitarist will write it all or you know the singer will write it all or they'll jam it all but we're a real mishmash um, and I think it will stay like that. No, it's just fair enough. I was just curious because obviously, like you say, the guitarist normally goes, I've got this riff. Mm-hmm. Right, you know what I mean? So that's why I was just curious. But do you ever have moments, and I imagine you probably do, have moments where you think of songs or lyrics or tunes or whatever at the most <laughs> inappropriate times? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In fact, the best, my best work hits me at the most inappropriate times. Like, I don't know, I'll be like, I was going to say washing up. I don't do that. Um, doing my laundry and it'll just be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's how you need to sing. You need to sing that bit like really high and I have to go and write it down or I'll forget it. Or I'll like wake up in the middle of the night with a whole chorus and I'm like, if I don't do a voice memo, it's gone. Like, because so many times that's happened. I've had a great idea and then a couple of hours later, it's gone forever. So it's like, yeah, I find it very hard. I'm not really someone who can be like right i'm going to write a song today <laughs> it's not going to happen like it's a surefire way to not get any work out of me but if you let me play a game or go for a walk or whatever it will hit me um funnily enough though we did write a christmas song and put it out and december just gone and that was literally like written there with the you know in the little home studio like this okay right right you know, written as I was recording each bit. <laughs> um, so that was cool. I wouldn't want to do that all the time, but <laughs> maybe maybe I need a little bit of pressure. The pressure was like, okay, November's moving on. Like if we don't <laughs> get this out, Christmas is going to be gone. So, um, and that worked. I'm really proud of that song. So. <laughs> no, I was going to say December Snow and Tilting were the two that I picked out that I just thought were bangers. No, so, thank you. No, not at all. Not at all. You you did mention it briefly a moment ago, and 
I do want to come back around to the, the live shows because when I was doing my research, mm-hmm. everywhere I kept reading the words mesmerizing live performances and all this like focus on the logic. What is it about a Hertz Four live show that makes it stand out? Because I've not I've not had the the pleasure of seeing you guys live. So sell me on it. I want to know what it's like. You'll have to come and see, won't you? <laughs> <laughs> like, it sounds like you want to. Um, I do. You do. What is it about Hertz Four Live Show? Honestly, no one's ever asked me that, and I've never thought about it because it's just what I do. Like recording stuff that's been new last few years. Um, whereas from thirteen, I was out there doing Battle of the Bands, you know, um, being on stage. I think maybe it's because I bring the theatre and the drama to it. Um, so it's it's not all down to me, by the way. <laughs> I'm focusing on me around <laughs> here. Um, I think it's that the songs are good because, as I said, we love them and we practice hard, we practice well together and we love doing it and that comes across. And I think I bring that unique, dramatic approach and my voice is going here, there, all over the place, reminding you of all your favourite singers. Um, so then even when we do an entirely original set and there's not one cover people are still really into it um that being said you know we're only human we have had a few dud <laughs> shows and like <laughs> but not for a while i have to say like usually we can win over a crowd now and because even if it's not your style of music they tend to respect the effort and pretty much all music sounds good live you've got to be pretty bad to not <laughs> not be good live you know if, if you're putting your heart and soul into it um so yeah does that answer your question i feel like i'm yeah. waffling <laughs> no, it does it does it does yeah but you're absolutely you're saying that though like one thing i've always like admired front men for is the fact that you know you are putting yourself out there you have mm. got to rile up that crowd you've got to keep that energy going it's been out there always been part of your personality or is that something you sort of had to go like i want to be a performer i've got to work on this i've got to get past any doubts and just can put myself out there do you know what's really funny? People talk about like, um, you've got a really good stage presence, your stage persona, all this. It's like, no, no, that's me. <laughs> Everywhere else, I've got a persona because I'm not very outgoing. I'm not like that at all. Um, so like, it takes a lot out of me and I'm not complaining. I absolutely love doing it. But at the end of it, I do feel like I've done a marathon. And, and I genuinely mean that, not that I've ever done a marathon. <laughs> or like you know what I mean like you know when you've done I don't know cross country as a kid when you've done a proper physical race like it is a full mind body soul kind of drain and and it should be you know you've got to give people their money's worth like I'm not I can't do 50% I can't do 99% you're gonna get 100 or more and um, you know I always joke on stage like it's not a good show if I'm not on my knees you know because <laughs> i will be thrashing around and running around and you know um and be drenched in sweat and yeah i think that's what people like about it but yeah that's not it's not natural for me to be off the stage if that makes sense mm. like i'm always waiting for that high of being back on there maybe that's like a horrible metaphor to like use but um it is true but no, actually, it's not horrible. It's a great metaphor, isn't it? Because it's like a totally natural high and it's a healthy high. I've not 
hurt myself to get there or anyone else. So, and if I can take the audience with me, which I, I do, um, or we do, but as you say, it's the front man who does most of the physical, you know, labor of getting people involved. Um, so, you know, I took something off my bucket list just in summer when we played a um, festival in Leeds, um, that someone came up to me and said they, I made them cry, like in a good way, <laughs> not like, <laughs> not like, oh my gosh, you upset me. No, like, because I'd hit the note, I don't know, it's like a high note or whatever, and the emotion was there and she just really felt it and just cried. And I was like, okay, that's the song I wrote. That's the melody I made up, you know, that's priceless, right? That's amazing. Yeah. Must be an unreal feeling. It was. It was. I remember just sitting, like, had a hotel room, you know, because it's quite a way away. And I just kind of had to sit there and just, like, process it. It's like, what, what is going on? Right? And they were screaming. The crowd was screaming as if it was the Rolling Stones. Like, I was going to say thank you. And as I'm like, they're like, ah! I was like, okay. It's <laughs> like, so kid. I think we have to get used to that. Um, yeah. Sam, so, well, I'm still answering why you should come to a live show, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> God, well, yeah. <laughs> hmm. You're gonna cry. There's another room. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Break your heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you can tell me if we can't talk about this, but I'm intrigued. Is there an album coming? Let me <laughs> just weigh up. I mean, I've just given it away with my face, haven't I? Um, yes, you can have the exclusive. Absolutely. Oh! You've got it right now. There is, a, people have been asking for years and there's a lot of reasons we haven't. Um, I'll tell you them if you like. Mainly yeah, because... that'll be my next question, so please do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just kind of the state of things. Like people don't tend to listen to albums. I mean, I do. And I know a lot of people in the alternative scene do. Goths, metalheads, you know, we like albums, but the general public are much more singles so we're like let's do singles until one breaks through i think we could probably argue that one or both of the last two have been massive we had our biggest streaming year last year so i think it's time if, if that was the reason um and the other thing is just like we're getting enough material together um but yeah people keep asking at shows and we're like finally we are recording our debut album this is official not giving a release date. That's fine. That's that's <laughs> fine. But but there is one coming, hundred percent. That is incredible. I mean, I do find that this day and age, the, the Spotify generation now are like, "That was great." Next, that was great. What's next? Like that's so you know. I think that's why a lot of bands now release singles because it's go here you go, here you go, here you mm -hmm. go. Whereas if you do a whole album, it's like, oh my god, I really enjoyed that. After like a day, and then go cool. So what are you releasing next? And you're it's, like, fuck it, that took two years. Like, are you insane? <laughs> yeah. Or that's your life's work. And and people can just digest it in an hour. And then next, and I don't know that that's a good or bad thing, but it is a thing. And um, I don't, really don't know how to feel about that. So, yeah, that's why we've put that off. Because, uh, we, you know, so looked at some research with people. They listen to maybe the first two, three tracks, if you're lucky. And then all the others that you put on are wasted essentially um but then we just realized well we're not making it for those people we're making it for the people who want a full body of work um and for ourselves because i like an exactly. album 
if I like a band, I'm going to listen to everything they've ever recorded, <laughs> albums, back to back. That's what I like. So let's do it. Let's be what we like. I think people like a physical copy as well now, because obviously vinyl's flying at the moment. So I think it'd be good to be like, look what I've, this, look at this right here. This is what I did. Look at it. <laughs> yeah. And CDs and even cassettes are having a comeback, aren't they? I heard. Yeah. Like, I don't know if yeah. we'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. We've done a few interviews, man. I do my research for bands. I'm like, they release this on cassette? Do people still have cassette players? Like, what? I don't. Apparently some, yeah. <laughs> Apparently some people do. But it, it's funny, you were saying like how last year was an unreal year for, for you guys. It still feels weird saying last year. Um yeah. you but the last two singles alone were seem to be like a career highlight. Like you released the Christmas single December Snow and your single yeah. before that Tilting have been huge hits for you. But what made you decide to release a Christmas song? <laughs> Um, oh, you have to ask one of the guys. <laughs> I just went along with that one. Um, <laughs> oh, no, I do know the answer to that. I do know. And um, basically, because we want people to play that every Christmas, <laughs> um, partially, you know, for the like numbers, so we get that little boost each year, but like it, it's not just about that, it's more like being part of people's yearly tradition and like most Christmas music I don't know it's kind of happy sounding or like not aimed at people who like the kind of music that you or I or any of us or anyone listening might like um I don't think there's enough dark Christmas songs out there um and not everyone wants the kind of happy clappy stuff or whatever charts every year so yeah it was like can we be something that you put on when you're starting to put the decorations up or when everyone's gone home and you actually just want to chill. Um, so that's what inspired it. Um, but it was it was an interesting process um, writing it as recording it. Um, and I was so ill as well. Like, I don't know if you can hear the lead vocal. I have a stinking cold, but I think it like made it, made it like low, you know, and kind of bassier than I would normally. Um, but yeah, uh, who knows? We might do more Christmas music. I feel, like, I feel like Goth Christmas is a neat, is a target audience that needs to be there. Like, it's yeah. just a great idea. But I, I, mm. I just love the fact, though, when I was listening to it, I was like, I love the fact it's got like this festive sound of the bells, but it still hurts full. It's still got, it still sounds like a hurtful song. I was like, this is really cleverly written. I really like it. It's really clever. Yeah, you've got to have bells um and just the chords sound Christmassy but yeah as you said that that is exactly what we aim for is this still has to sound like a hurtful song if we play this live it can't be like oh there's a Christmas song it sounds nothing like their other material no it, it's purely like us um so yeah I'm really proud of that one although it's really weird to listen to it any other month which is a shame like <laughs> Just, I mean, you can like, listen to it maybe after Halloween up to New Year's. That's about it, I think. Yeah. Um, would you put but, the set list? Would I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> would the guys want to? I think they would. Like, you know, coming up to Christmas next year and in the future. But right now, we, we wouldn't because it's so Christmassy, you know? 
I was going to say, because you've got a show in February, haven't you, in Leicester? So it's like... Yeah. I mean, unless you changed the lyrics and talked about snow, you might have <laughs> snow in February. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah. With the way, with the way um, climate change is going, it could be, you never know, winter could now be in May. <laughs> you know what? I'll just change it, change the month every <laughs> yeah. time we play it. Like... <laughs> Um, no, I don't think we'll do it for that show. Um, okay. I don't think we'll do it till late this year, actually, um, if at all. But uh, yeah, I have thought about it. I thought about it. But yes, I'm glad you mentioned that show as well, because that's going to be a huge one for us. It's um, HRH Goth um, at the O2 in Leicester. And so you've got the Dance Society, you've got Sex Gang Children, and a load of other really good ones as well. Um, so that's going to be another kind of highlight for us, another stepping stone. That's why I'm doing this. Um, yeah, I'm not swimming. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's going to be really good. And we have another one local to us, um, Nottingham at the Angel. Um, we've got quite a few festivals this year. We've got another one in Leeds um, in the summer. We've got another one in Morecambe. Um, you know, they're all on our socials at hurts for uk if you want to check them out. Don't test me on dates, please. Um, <laughs> I don't know, it's maybe, I'm not iPad generation, I'm a little bit older than that, but um, it, it's this kind of, I don't have a memory like I used to. Like, as a 90s kid, it was like, I could tell you, I don't know, everything, house number, mom and dad's mobile numbers, everything. Now I'm just like, what's my host code? Like, <laughs> It's crazy. I think, oh. it's, again, it's iPhones have everything stored, so you don't need to know them anymore. Let's so, blame the iPhone. Blame the yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You bloody bastard. Because um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I stay my one. I'm now. I'm like, what is it again? <laughs> what what area code am I in now? Yeah. Where do <laughs> I live? Yeah. <laughs> am I a person? Like, yeah. It's Earth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's funny because literally the other day I was somewhere and I asked my postcode. I said it and I turned around to the wife and went, that is our postcode, isn't it? Like, I wasn't 100% sure because, yeah, I just don't remember shit anymore. No, I, mean, I know yeah. how to get home. That's all that counts. Right? As long as I can make my home, I don't need to know the address. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> and as long as I can remember lyrics on stage, that's... <laughs> Ideal. Which I usually can, to be honest, but I don't know. That's different. Maybe I need to sing phone numbers and attach it to a tune and then it will sink in because yeah Absolutely. that works <laughs> start singing your mobile number in a gig shit <laughs> didn't mean to sing that <laughs> uh, I read in your little bio that you were played on national Canadian radio that must have been yeah. fucking cool yeah I had I had thought of that that yesterday so I'm glad you brought it up because um yeah that's just so we'd had a few knockbacks just before that. Um, I won't name and shame because you never know, they might come back to us. But anyway, yeah. we were feeling a bit like, oh, it's, it's not really working, but you know, we'll keep plugging away. And then out of nowhere, it was like, oh yeah, you're going to be on the Strongbow show. And it's like, that's like, kind of like the BBC in Canada. I mean, not really, but kind of their equivalent. Hmm. Um, not the Strombo show, sorry, but what that's on. Um, but yeah, he's just so respected. And it was like, wow, we were up there with, um, I can't remember who else was on the, the show that day, but like really big bands. Um, and our song was just stuck there in the middle of it. 
And then we got loads of streams from that. And uh, they did a few repeats of the show. So, yeah, it's definitely opened us up to Canada, um, which is really cool. Uh, so, yeah, we can complain about technology, but it's also amazing. You know, the UK, I think, is only like our second or third biggest listening audience um, behind America or sometimes Germany as well. So uh, all that wouldn't be that wouldn't be possible in like the 80s, really. You'd have to be a major label. It wouldn't really have been possible in the 2000s up to a point. Um, so it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, so that is amazing. When I read that, I was like, wow, you haven't even, not even touched the UK, you're breaching one of the biggest countries in the world already. Like, it's absolutely unbelievable. And I saw it was like Denver, Kansas, like a load of like states as well in the US that are like your biggest. It's, it's incredible, man. You're already breaking America. Like, yeah. nuts. Yeah, and people are... I mean, I don't even know how that works because I've not really looked into it, but I've spoken to other bands and stuff, you know, how you sort out visas and all that. But it's like, don't rule it out. Like, there's festivals out there, there's bands out there who they really like British bands because for them, I think it's, I can't think of a better word, but like exotic. It's kind of like, oh, wow, they're, they're not from the States, so they must be better. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Like, and I think we would do the same here like okay we might grumble about it but we'd be kind of like oh you know a big shiny new American band like it's exciting isn't it um, so you never know we could be over Canada states one day sometime Paul someone's put on that vision board yeah absolutely it is but, I'll get it there <laughs> but I, I did want to mention the other single we, we, um, we've talked about earlier Tilting like because mm-hmm. not only has it been a big hit for you guys, it's a different sound, and it marked like a return after being away for a bit. It's got yeah. a real fun like eighties synth pop sound to it. I was listening to it, I was like, "This is this is ace." I had a bit of a jig listening to it. Was the, was the gear change like in sound intentional for the comeback, or did it just sort of happen? <laughs> it wasn't intentional. It wasn't like we sat there and were like, "Oh, we're going to do a, a different sound and come back and be different." I think we just paused for various reasons. Um, I mean, we were still doing gigs, but we paused in terms of releasing things because we were so busy with gigs and writing. And that was just the one that stood out was like the best out of anything we'd written. And we were like, this might be our best song. I don't know. Maybe to this day, I still think that. There's a few. I, I like them all. They're like your children. You shouldn't really pick one, right? But it's definitely up there as like, wow, I'm really proud of that. Like, the recording, my delivery, the lyrics, the the band, everything feels tight um, and not instantly gothy, not instantly what we were doing before, but that's still there. So, yeah, no, that was just the best one. Um, And then we're like, well, we have to put it out because we're so proud of it. Um, And it seems to have resonated. It's It's had great, great reception from the fans as well. Is, is this sort mm-hmm. of a sound that you want to keep going as you go forward? Or is it just like, it fit this song, so we went with it? The latter, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like, oh, that's the direction we're going in. Uh, we've written kind of one full song since then, and it's a bit more like the previous stuff. So I think it was just, a, that's what needed to happen for that song. Oh, we might do more like that. I, I really don't know. Um, but... Uh, yeah, we're just 
not going to fit in a box at any point. And I don't, I'm not saying that to like try and be different and unique, whatever, but we just are like, we're going to do what we feel we want to do and what we want to listen to. Like that. that is the one thing I've taken from this interview is like, you guys don't do things because it needs to be done that way. You've done it because it's where you, you're following your passions. Like this yeah. is where it took me in that moment in time when I focused on this song. And it's, it shows that the art of songwriting, I, I think it's, it's great. It really is. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I saw it in an article and I really can't remember who wrote it. So um, I'm going to get in trouble, but um, <laughs> something about, uh, drawing a line in the sand and like you make art that, that you want and instead of chasing trends wait for the sands to move and what where you're at is going to be where everyone wants to be um, I might have said that wrong but you get the gist yeah. and <laughs> I really took that on board because I used to chase trends a little bit um, you know when you're young you, you don't really know what you want you're trying everything but yeah, you just got to be authentic to yourself because there will come a point in time when that's what's cool. And even if it isn't, there'll be some people who think it is. So find your tribe. Um, and yeah, that is the way that we've done things um, for a very long time. And we will continue. Love that. That is amazing. And yeah, and fair play. And I hope it does continue because it makes you guys unique. I absolutely love it. Thank but you. Yeah. Before we before we start wrapping this up, like if, if people are listening to this and they're like, do you know what? I like the cut of this guy's jib. I'm gonna go check out some of that hurts fall. <laughs> I'm liking the sound of this. What's a couple of songs from the back catalogue that stand out to you that you'd recommend people go check out? You have to listen to all of the songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, perfect, perfect sales pitch. Love it. <laughs> yeah, on repeat, um, on every platform. Uh how many am I allowed? I want to play the game right. Just one, two, three. I said a couple, but you can have you can have one for extra because you know I've enjoyed talking to you. So you can have three. Oh, thank you. Three. <laughs> I can actually think of three. I was saying earlier about you shouldn't have favorite children. I'm about to pick them. <laughs> um, let's say twelve long years because that is what we close the set on and it's still our most listened to song ever. Um, and it's very kind of stompy and and dancey and kind of heavy, um, very Sisters of Mercy influenced. Um, it's just great fun. And it's a little bit tongue in cheek. It's a, It doesn't fit that kind of the, the way that I write other songs, like it's it's just totally different for us, but it works. So I'm really proud of that. Everybody seems to like that one. Um, I would then say Tilting because I just think it's such a perfect song. I'm not saying like everything about it is perfect, but to me it's like so tight the way it's written, the way it's delivered. Um, it just clicks as a good song for me if I heard that from another band. Um, so I'm really proud of that as a singer and songwriter. And then I'm going to say Calling Out because that is the one that uh, someone came up and told me they cried because of. Um, so that's kind of our, and we've got a couple of ballads, I suppose, but that's our main one. Um, and it's, I think, seven minutes long in the single. So um, it's, it's quite a hefty one. Um, 
and it's a little I would say even proggy in places and certainly when we do it live it has that vibe to it um and just yeah as a singer it's very rewarding and I keep adding bits to it um so if you come and see us <laughs> you'll notice I'll, I'll deliver the the big bits slightly differently you know I've been uh I listen to all sorts of music so I was picking up on like Luther Vandross the way he, he goes like really low before going up and I was like I can do that um so I've incorporated that and it, yeah it works so um yeah those are the three like it's beautiful everybody go listen to those songs and the rest of them because why not why not you're gonna you're gonna fall in love with them for it and then go listen to the bloody rest Mr Stevens do you have any more questions for our wonderful guest I do uh I don't know how much you can tell us but what's in store for 2024 um we're going to be working on that album for sure um we are working on some new merch um because you know we've we've got merch but it's time for something new like um i don't know how much more i can tell you That's apart fine. from fest festivals maybe one that's really special that's really big that i can't say yet um in addition to HRH Goth and, and some of the um, more independent ones I've already mentioned. Um, and you can expect more songs, more songs that you haven't heard yet. Um, and I think you can also expect us to keep rising because last year was amazing and we're putting in even more time and we're loving it. So um, hopefully you can be part of that journey, everybody listening. Incredible. Wonderful. Absolutely amazing. And I wish you all the continued success because, you know, you can see the passion that you've got towards this. Oh. And I really hope all the success to you guys. Really do. Amazing. Thank you so much. Before we let you go, any plugs, social mm. medias, anywhere you want people to go and check you guys out? Yeah. So we're everywhere that you can be on socials at hertz for uk um, then if you go in the bio, we've got a link tree there that'll have all our gigs. Um, we're on whatever you listen to music on, Spotify, uh, Apple, Amazon. Um, we've got a band camp as well. Um, so check us out wherever you like. Um, we're on TikTok as well, if, if people do that. Um, and yeah, we, uh, we hope to see you all at gigs very, very soon. Absolutely amazing. Everyone go check out Hurtsful right now. Thank you so much, Sam. Thanks. Seriously, thank you so much for doing it. It's been absolutely great to, to chat to you and have you on tonight. It's been uh, it's been wonderful. Uh, thank you so much. No, thank you both. That was uh, that was a nice experience. I did feel comfortable to, you know, deep dive. So that was cool. Hi, Jamie. Hi, yeah. We're back for another week. And welcome to Storytime with Tom. Um, yeah, I had to straight away. Um, the story is called The Tree That Owns Itself. So, okay, it's like a you, great kid's story. I'm, I'm when, I, when I started reading, it's like, this is actually amazing. Okay, so there is a tree, okay, uh, that owns itself. It's a white oak tree, widely assumed to have legal ownership of itself and all the land within eight feet of its base. Okay, somebody then commented, we've got a little story right now all about <laughs> the tree. Okay. Okay, I'm in. But hang on, my parents live in this town and the city legally can't tear the tree down to build or anything because the tree has its own legal rights and there's nothing they could do about it. Someone then replied, wait, so 
How does how wait? How does this happen? How how did this happen? And then giraffe the police force turns up and says, "Wait, I got a story for you, boys and girls, ladies and them. Are you ready?" I love this story because the guy in the early 18, this guy in the early eighteen hundreds had so many great childhood memories of this tree and wanted to make sure it's protected no matter what. So he deeded the ownership of the tree to itself, and everybody just went with it. Then. In 1942, this intense windstorm came and knocked the tree over. People were bummed. But somebody, oddly, had saved an acorn from the original tree. So they planted that. And now the son of the tree that owns itself (laughs) is over 50 feet tall. Since the new tree is technically the offspring of the original tree, it's still considered to have legally inherited the plot of land it's now inhabiting. Two generations of tree owning land is amazing. And if you don't think it's the coolest thing ever, then get right out of my face. <laughs> That's a great way to end up. But that is amazing. How cool is that? And possibly one of the most British things I've ever heard in my life also. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's in uh, America. Oh, that's a it's very British thing for an American to do this. South Finley Street, Athens, uh, Georgia, it's in. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, there we are. The tree that owns itself. That is amazing. <laughs> I they should do that with the Amazon and stuff. They, the Amazon should do it with fucking everything. But obviously you have to get like plot of land people that own it and to get them to sign off and all that sort of shit. Yeah. So. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. We'll all just die soon. No oxygen anymore. <laughs> Goodbye, world. <laughs> I just love the fact that that is actually legally doable to just give a tree to itself. That's fucking brilliant. Well, give the land to the tree that well, it lives in. Yeah, yeah, I think it's amazing. So that's amazing. <laughs> cool things back in the day, my friend. Cool things. But a question I've got for you this week, Jamie, is when you get, say, McDonald's or Burger King or KFC or whatever, how do you consume said meal? Are you fries first, burger last? Or are you fries, burger, fries, burger, burger, fries? How because I always said burger till last. I always like to leave the big finale until the end, but apparently I'm weird for doing that. See, I go in with the mindset of I'm gonna have a bit of each, bit of each, bit of each, but I always end up just going at the fries and I'm like, oh, I'll run out of fries now. Boom, burger. But I do it every single time, not even intentionally, unless it's a Big Mac because I eat those together because I'm weird and the way I eat a Big Mac. But generally, yeah, I yeah, what do you do with it again? I literally turn every layer into a sandwich. So I'll get the burger patty, put some chips inside, fold it over, nom, nom, nom. I do it with every single layer. And I thought I was weird. I even do it with the chicken Big Mac, and it's really hard to do it with them because they just break in half. But still, I can't get out that mindset of I have to eat it in layers. Try try not to. (laughs) Just just get one. (laughs) When I'm next with you, right, seriously, just eat it like a normal human being. I will try, but I think it will make me feel a bit weird on the inside. Like any other burger, I will eat normally. It's just the Big Mac. I don't know what it is. I don't even think about it. I just instinctively start doing it. Maybe it's a child thing. Maybe it's a child thing. I don't even know when I first started doing it. But there we go. Oh, well, this these two ladies had a bit of a conversation about oh. it. So someone's put always eat the fries first, which I totally agree with. Alice pops up. No. <laughs> fries burger. Fries, burger, burger, fries, fries, <laughs> finish the burger, remainder of the fries. 
I feel like she's got it measured in her head, like how many fries she's going to eat to make sure that ratio but works. But is out. that nuts, though? Being like, I can only have so I make sure I've got four or five in a handful. <laughs> That's my prize, right? Burger next. Do you do the other thing with burger? Do you always look at where to start as well? Do you not just get? Yeah, you always go. Where's the gherkin? Where's the gherkin? There she is, Miles. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even have like a reason for that part. I just look around and go. Yeah, I think you're going to go first. I like the look of you. You're going in first. It's always the way. It's like <laughs> sauce or gherkins for me. I mean, where's the big sauce bit or where's the gherkin bit? We're weird people. Yeah. And also, yeah, but... the other reason you need to do fries first, especially at McDonald's, is because if you leave them, or if a slight cold breeze passes you, they're going to be stone cold. Eat them while they're warm. Yeah. yeah. Why the cast of Ice Age in my fucking fries? <laughs> yeah. It's... It's... It takes seconds. Diego the Tiger and the fucking sloth doing it. Why are you guys doing <laughs> That, the little squirrel starts chasing that nut, like, fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be bloody chips here. I'm trying to be bloody chips. <laughs> but, but because I'm going to do things in threes, and because fuck it, why not? Do you remember when you got toys and cereal? Yes! I was talking about some this with all. I was talking about this with someone the other week, because I remember getting all the Casper stickers. There were Casper st- I remember getting stickers. I remember always... Mum would buy new cereal. I'd be like, oh, what are the toys? Don't give a shit what the cereal is. What are the toys? What can we get in these cereals? And then he'd always go, thanks, mum. Open. Stand straight in. <laughs> Where is it? Where is it? The concept is waiting. At some point, you're going to get a surprise in your bowl. Fuck that. I'm in. Like, give me the fucking... T- yeah. We, I think we did that at some points. I think there's points where I was like, I, I thought my brother maybe had gotten there before me. So I'd be like, la, 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 bit of rice crisp. Oh, <laughs> A wacky race car. Wonderful. Thank you. We have things, <laughs> things to stick on the spokes on my bike because that's what they seem to be quite often. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, that's another mind blowing thing. Those weird coloured bauble things that yes. go on. Those, how the fuck do they get them on? Because it's like it's like when people, like magicians with those two weird chain things, oh, they go like, that. like that. It's like, oh, it's attached. Like, how? <laughs> How is it on here? <laughs> you get those in Christmas crackers and stuff for people to learn it, and I still don't understand it. I get them in the crack. I'm like, how the fuck do you do this? I don't know. I'm just. Super I think that's because it has to be like. And that's what it is. I haven't got the magician's way. It's like Tots TV. Sac magique. Sac magique. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like, your limbs are attached. And you're like, what the hell? I still remember the song. I'm not going to sing it because we'll get stuck in movie forever. <laughs> I'm a top and top and I'm not going to sing you, you but it's top 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 Always want, always, want, always want to go on the boat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always want to go on the bus. For the, the, not, oh, the, the magic school bus. I'm also magic round about that. That would be <laughs> a completely wrong show. Oh, the, what? Play, the play days bus. Like. Dougal's like, no, the magic roundabout. Uh, the fucking magic school bus. Oh, no, I'll think it's magic yeah, yeah. school yeah, yeah. bus. Yeah. Um, Dougal's like, what the fuck is that? Are you swearing? <laughs> Dylan's like, yeah, man, what are you swearing for, Dougal? You don't talk, bro. Uh, yeah, have you seen Matt Riddle? He's a really friend of mine. Um... <laughs> Yo, let's get RVD and fucking Matt Riddle in here, bro. Totally. Yeah, they love a fucking magic roundabout. Yo. <laughs> um, don't know where I was going with that. Um, 
still. But yeah, I used to love toys and cereals. It'd be great. They were. Shit used to be great back in the day. Why do they not do it anymore? Why can we? Why do not have like shitty plastic toys all around the fucking floor for no reason? I mean, as a parent, I'm glad they aren't. But at the same time, as a nostalgic person, I wish they still did. They can't win. I reckon they should bring it back. They should bring. They should have a month like McDonald's Monopoly. Have a month where you just have random toys and cereal. Yes, do it, Kellogg's. Because let's be honest, they make that many fucking cereals. Just do it. Bring and you it know back. what? But you know what they'll do? You know what they'll do? There's a rare one. <laughs> There's a rare one hidden somewhere. Like, oh, it'll win you one billion dollars. Like, something ridiculous and no one will find it. And then there'll be a whole Kellogg scam and there'll be a whole documentary made about it on Sky Arts. And then uh, <laughs> a six-parter. How the mafia got involved in Italy with Kellogg's in America in the UK for toys. Like, <laughs> one rare toy could never be found. Find oh. out this week on Sky Arts. Um, Let's just give you a flashback as well. Do you remember when you used to be able to get £10 notes in packs of crisps? Yeah. That was weird and all. <laughs> Never got one. No, normally. I think I got a fiver once. I remember winning shit tons of free packets of crisps, but other than that. That's what, yeah, so it's the box <laughs> employed, isn't it? Yeah. What we'll tell them, don't. Boys, boys, come in, come in close. We won't tell them, but we'll put no money in the packets. <laughs> oh, it's so evil. I love it. But what we will do, however, is make them eat more crisps. Yes, more crisps. <laughs> oh, my God, it's so dastardly. <laughs> more. More. It's like a Dr. Evil plan, like a really bullshit idea. <laughs> the worst world supervillain ever. But, Mr. Stevens, are you ready for... Oh, fuck, you know. Story time with Jamie. You can't copy my song. <laughs> yep, I'm having it. It doesn't work. Your name is two <laughs> syllables, not one. I don't care. I'm taking it. <laughs> because I was I was reading the Metro newspaper this week. I'm Sorry. educating myself. Sorry, go I, on. Just quickly, I just thought of a jingle for you. Because <laughs> you could say, because the end of your name is me. Yeah. Story time with me. <laughs> that works too. I don't know. There you go. Sorry. I'll take it. Story time with me. Yeah. I was just like a bit, it. it works. I was just for some reason angered slightly by the fact that you'd used my own jingle. Oh. How dare you use that against me? How, how dare you even think of using something that I probably stole from something else, you bastard. <laughs> anyway, sorry. But you yes, were reading the I was reading the Metro newspaper this week because I felt That's like educating fun. myself, you know. All fucking news. Uh, absolutely. And I noticed this little story at the bottom of like page four or whatever. And quite frankly, Mr. Stevens, I'm sick to death of my people being discriminated against. Because about Birmingham. a note was stuck to a house urging people in a Welsh town to go back to Brummyland. And it is being treated as a hate crime. I'm not surprised. <laughs> it's called the Birmingham accent vomit-inducing and said low-life shits from the Midlands had ruined a once pleasant area. I mean, I have been to your city. No, no, do not join in. <laughs> the written in red ink, the notes also urged the occupants to take a few thousand other people back with them. It was put up in a house in Aberystwyth, and the police have said we're investigating a hate incident on this road. An offensive note was left outside a property that's caused distress to the occupants. Officers would like to speak with the individuals who left the note, and the force has appealed for CCTV or doorbell camera footage to help with its inquiries. I'm not going to lie, right? Like, let's get a bit, a little bit serious for a second. <laughs> so the police are treating Welsh people having to go to Brummies for a hate crime, right? Yep. 
Interesting. Yeah, I know, right? Alternative people can get raped, murdered, yeah. and all that sort of stuff, and beating the shit out of, yeah, fuck all happens. That's really interesting, that. It is. A, yeah, do you know what? I never even thought of it like that. That is very interesting. Hmm. hmm. For those audio listeners, I just happened to glance at the Sophie Lancaster uh, logo that is beautifully placed upon our tapestry behind our heads. Um, yeah, that's yeah. really... Yeah, I'd tell, I'd, I felt like I wanted to take no piss take out of that. I felt that's actually a bit, that's quite shit for the alternative community that the police will actively seek out someone nailing a sign to someone's door time to go back to Birmingham, but yet getting the living fuck kicked out of you by 16 people at once uh, contemplates that, nothing. That's not a hate crime. That's just something that happens. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting, that. It's a very good right. point. Sorry to ruin your story time, but... Um... But no, don't you actually... I didn't think of it like that. It's a very good point. But still, leave Brummies alone, people of Aberystwyth. We're not doing anything wrong. To be fair, we they... might, they might be terrible neighbours. I don't know who they are. I just found it funny. I, I think fair play to that they escaped. I don't think Brummies <laughs> ever left Birmingham, so... I just <laughs> well, yeah, mate. We got a bit lost, didn't we? <laughs> what the fuck are we? <laughs> What's wrong the nature? They're probably trying to fucking find the way. That's probably what it is. They're trying to, actually trying to find their way home. Like, yeah, mate, I know. Thanks for your note. I'm trying to get home. <laughs> I thought it was in Cannon Hill Park. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> and you all fucking talk weird. What's going on? I thought we talked weird, but this is weird and weirder. <laughs> actually, on full deductions, I don't even think it's fucking English. <laughs> but do we speak English? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm doing it anymore. I, I, got kind of, I got kind of lost where I was like, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, what I think Oh no, fucking absolutely. You might have loved to go for a point. <laughs> Are you a fucking alien? <laughs> I'm not in England anymore, am I? <laughs> oh god, I actually really want to see that argument now. Like who can actually understand the other person in this argument? <laughs> Steve Hughes made the greatest joke, one of the greatest jokes I've ever heard, which was the Welsh language like somebody fell over carrying a box of Scrabble. And I'll never <laughs> think that's fucking superb. He's not wrong. He's not no. wrong at all. What's that, mate? There's a D Y W double L double L L L L L B Y. That's fucking cat, mate. That's fucking cat right there. My neck just cracked out. I oh, bet it feels way better. I love crack. Oh. Weirdly, I've got really into cracking my neck recently because oh. I keep watching. I'm getting really obsessed with chiropractor videos. And I don't know why. That's probably um, not a good thing. It's great. Uh, listen to when he when he gets the head and like spins it and it crunches. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it, it kind of like satisfies me somewhat. Like weirdly within the within the belly region. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just like I just love hearing bones crack. That's the weirdest thing I think I've ever said in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be in your fucking laboratory, like. <laughs> Dracula's brothel with all that blood soon. <laughs> oh. um, just get just cracking people in the, mor- in the morgue. Like, just like, oh, I love seeing that bone crack. Lovely. Oh, I went too far. Sorry, Susan. I do apologise about that. I mean, you're dead anyway, but still, I didn't actually mean to break your femur. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> this one here, this one here, your fucking bones snap. <laughs> oh, I, lo- I love hearing bones crack. Mate. Mental load, you're not getting time of a job at my place. So. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Show's over. See you later. <laughs> Do you want the straitjacket? Got the straitjacket, yeah? <laughs> but yes, I've oh. weirdly got obsessed with chiropractor videos. I don't know why. 
Um, Fair enough. And I watch videos of how to help crack your back properly, like the lower back and stuff. And oh, it's the, it's the stuff of dreams. It's the absolute stuff of dreams. I've got a back thing, backboard that like bends oh, yeah, that yeah. curves with their like little tiny spikes in. Oh, Jamie. It's like the most horriblest, most wonderfulest, painfulest, most incredible thing I've ever found in my life. It's so weird how unbelievable it is and how fucking horrific it is at the same time. You kind of don't know how to feel. Yeah, I get that. I, I know my look, though. I'd try it and I'd be like, oh, great. Now I can't move my neck ever again. Great. Cheers. Well, luckily, it's for your lower back, so you wouldn't have to move Well, I just mean in general. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> but I, lo- I love, I always feel it like right at the back of the stem here, like, oh. Ah, magnifique, monsieur. Anyway, anyway, let's move on to my weird fetish of bone cracks. Yes. Um, um, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm pretty tired. I've not long got home from work. It's, it's, a, it's a good old classic late night recording. Because, yeah, I'm on those shitty 210 shifts. You're welcome that I don't sing over you like you do. Hey. <laughs> and it's always because it's Zoom. It's always out of fucking time. So I'm Hello. like... I was like, I'm just going to stop because there's no point in carrying on. <laughs> have a duet. I'll let Jamie. There's no fucking duets though, is it? Oh, no, it's Zoom. <laughs> you bastards. Anyway, um, yeah. How was work? Dare I ask? It was all right, to be fair. Apart from being stuck on playing firefighters for two hours. But there we you fucking love it. Oh, selfie. Oh, I've got, I'm a firefighter against selfie. Pout. Oh, wait, I've got a helmet on. No one can see. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. I was... <laughs> This close to sending you a photo just because I know how much you love it, but I stopped myself. <laughs> I, I'm actually a porter, but still, look, I look like a firefighter. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Makes me feel important. Uh, what can I say? I better put a filter on. Oh, no, wait, no one can see me still. Ah, I'm in a firefighter outfit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting now for you to fucking live stream it. So I'm here live on top of the building and we can see somebody's died. <laughs> God. Oh dear! <laughs> Let's not tell Tom. He'll only want to come crack the bones. <laughs> like and subscribe my channel. Oh my god, he's burnt to death! Holy shit! Like and subscribe my channel. <laughs> Don't give me these ideas. You know what I'm like. Uh, Jamie, so we noticed that you were posting videos and photos on your social, your personal social media. So we're gonna have to let you go. Sorry. About that. <laughs> You'd have been there one day, and you're like the Chronicles of Podcast is going live. You're like, what? Why? <laughs> it's just me. Whenever, if I ever saw it, I'd be like, oh, what's he doing now? <laughs> it wouldn't be like, oh, it'd be like, oh, fuck, what's he doing? <laughs> I better go and save our business again. No, I'm just, I'm just, hey. <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm a, oh. I only push, I only push the buttons because I know you love it. <laughs> I do. <too. laughs> and I know I can get away with it as well. I'm not. How are you, me? my friend? <laughs> I... Um, I'm quite tired. I've been watching a lot of the NFL playoffs, so it's not from like, you know, my job is in here, so I don't go anywhere. Um, I've been watching a lot of the NFL playoffs, so they've been finishing like one, two, and when well, they finish about half to have one, and the next game comes on, I'm like, yeah, this game's going to be fucking... <laughs> so I do a Jamie. So I'm like, I, I can't watch the game. I watch the highlights, and then I always that stupid thing. I wake up in the morning and go, oh, social media notifications, lovely. The Rams won, did they? Perfect. Okay, well, there's no point watching the highlights anymore. <laughs> it's happened every day. So the Lions won, but it's still. Um, but unfortunately, we lost yesterday, um, which is fine. Um, it is what it is. We went into a very, very, very insanely snowy and cold Buffalo. Um, yeah. And we lost 31-17. We stopped, you know, we, we were on the fucking comeback. That's all I can say. Um, but 
I know no one cares, and that's who an NFL fan that listens to this. But obviously, Mike Tomlin announced today that he's staying for his last year, which is like, yes, he's staying for his 18th year in charge of the Steelers. So I'm happy with that. Um, he is Jesus. And then awkward, yeah. Everyone a winning season. He's never had a losing season. That's all I'm saying. One of the greatest coaches in NFL history, in my opinion. People are like, oh, what you saying? You absolute heathen. They're like, but he's won 17 seasons in a fucking row. I don't know how many more coaches because they have done that. I'm pretty sure he's third all time. So, oh yeah. Um, but Lewis Rizamit, who's a winger for Gloucester, or should I say now was a winger for Gloucester and Wales, has dropped out of rugby union altogether to join the NFL pathway. Oh. And everyone's a bit like, really? Wh- why? Okay. So Christian Wade, who used to play for Wasps years ago, yeah. I say years ago, like I think it's about seven or eight years ago now, joined the NFL and got to the Bills practice squad. That's about as much as anyone from rugby has ever made it to the NFL. So I'm intrigued. He's 20, I think he's 22, 23. And I'm kind of intrigued to see how he does. He's rapid. So that's going to go in his favor. But that's about it. <laughs> so, Fair play to him for taking a gamble me. on himself. Fair play. But he loves the way his hair looks. So I don't know <laughs> if he realizes he's got to wear a helmet. <laughs> I was going to say, no one's going to see it. Sorry, Louis. You might be a bit fucked there. Um, but I'm intrigued because it's as much as people want to take the piss. It's kind of a cool thing for like gateways to get into that Ooh. sort of sport, more gateways, and it it brings more eyes onto maybe rugby in America. I don't know. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see where it goes. But I'm annoyed because we played Gloucester on Saturday and lost by one point, and he fucking scored a try. So could he have not done it last week? <laughs> you absolute motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> bastard. Fair play to him for taking a gamble on himself, though. I tip my hat for that. Fair yeah, play. no, absolutely. Fair absolutely. So we'll see how he gets on. Okay. Uh, but yes, in answer to your question, I'm okay. I'm just fucking shattered. Um, but it's just through watching lots of TV till late at night. That's all it is, really. That's fair. There could, could be more reasons. Late night TV. Mm. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is that even still a thing? It's got is it? Surely. I don't know. <laughs> The days, the old days of Channel Five, <laughs> Channel Five, and getting the ten minute preview on the uh, the old dutty channels on the cable and what. Oh, I've forgotten all about that. <laughs> well, I don't know what I'm doing tonight. No, I'm <laughs> uh, oh shit, I've missed it. Oh. <laughs> um, I bet there's got to be someone that records that. Surely. Oh, there's got to be someone. There's got to be someone. Some old man who's never heard of the VCR. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lesson. Anyway, we should probably move on from that conversation. Um, what have you been doing yourself, my friend? Uh, I'll be honest, not a fat fucking lot. I've literally been Rihanna-ing since we last spoke. I've had one day off since then, which was yesterday. No! Which was yesterday, and I did like bits of DIY around the house and stuff like that, so I've not really... I love bits of DIY. I didn't complete anything. I just did bits of each yeah. thing. <laughs> I started stripping more of the walls in the downstairs bathroom. That's pretty much as much as oh, I did. I love the idea of like putting a shelf up one screw in the other. That'll do. It's just swinging like that. Uh, all I'll of them are next week. Falling off. <laughs> and all your fucking toy dinosaurs or whatever. I don't know. Start like just falling because like, it's proper swinging away. Like, I don't know why I won't stay up. I don't get it. I put a shelf up. <laughs> <laughs> Bits of DIY. Oh, um, other than that, we have to do a good shout out. Today is my dad's birthday, so happy birthday, father! Happy birthday, John! And I had some pretty 
uh, amusing happened to me this week. I uh, I ordered something off Amazon, as most people do. Uh, no one was home. Did you see this? Yeah, but go on. This fucking company needs just a bit of a slap around the face. So I came home from work and I was like, oh, where's my package? Because it said it was delivered. I didn't really look into the details. And Becky was like, what fucking package? What are you on about? I was like, oh, where is it? And so I looked outside the recycling bin, all the normal places. Like, huh. So I loaded up my Amazon app. Apparently, it was handed to my receptionist and it was signed for by the porch. I don't have a receptionist. And I don't have a porch, let alone a sentient porch, that can sign for packages. Phenomenal. What the fuck is this company doing? You know it's a school leaver, don't you? A blame it. Blame it, a school leaver. <laughs> it's like, whatever. <laughs> don't shit. Didn't even look. To, I don't, you haven't got a number outside of you, or have you? Yeah, yeah there's a number on the side. Well, that's even weirder, then. Yeah. I, obviously, this couldn't be fucking art. It, it, I wonder if it, that Amazon delivery driver had already committed and went, and then looked at the number and went, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've committed. I've committed. It's going to have to go in. <laughs> it says that like, 24 hours later, my next door neighbour knocks on the door and says, oh, I had a package for you. It was on your doorstep. I picked it up yesterday. So either my next door neighbour's now my receptionist or he's my porch or I don't know. But either way, Amazon fucking stupid. I, I have a feeling that maybe they're trying to be kind by thinking, oh, we better not leave that there. But then begs the question, was Becky home? No, she was out at the time. Okay. I thought you said that. I thought you said because you went and asked her. I thought that meant she was at home, but that would be even weird if you've gone. I better look after this. I better just take it with me and not even <laughs> not see if anybody's in. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I was like, my receptionist and my porch are signed for it. Why is that even an option on their things they use? <laughs> get out of free jail. I don't know. Um, am I allowed to ask what it was, or are we not allowed to know what it is? Oh, is it too... nothing, nothing important. It was just some rubbing alcohol. <laughs> Nothing important. Oh. Yeah. Wait, why do you want? Could you be fucked with the shop to get that? No, it's like cleaning alcohol stuff. It's special oh. to, um, to oh, okay. clean, the, clean the bed on a 3D printer. That's all it was. It was nothing. Oh, important. sorry. Because uh, again, not very specific. So I was a bit like, well, that's weird. Just go to the pharmacy or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why are you fucking order that, you lazy shit? <laughs> <laughs> Too right. I'm leaving the house if I don't need to. <laughs> I mean, I'd give anything to leave the house. So, <laughs> Good yeah. Point, yeah. <laughs> well, what have you been up to, my friend? Oh, fuck all. Hey, there it is. <laughs> I watched Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I was a bit like, Ugh, from all this superior stuff. But do you know what? I actually really liked it. Um, the Rocket Store. It was, I was a bit like, fucking bastards. I don't was going to make anybody cry, you <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Um, and the end, I was a bit like, no way. And then I was fine. So I was a bit like, you, there's no, you cannot do this. Um, everyone's going to watch it by now, surely. I'd imagine so. Yeah. It's been out for eight When Star-Lord jumps into the thing and then he's not going to make it. And I was like, no, no. What, what are you doing? No. <laughs> Writers, change that now. <laughs> like, change it. And then, 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 I, then I clicked and went, oh shit, Adam Warlock could save him. And then he did. So I was like, whoo. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Um, But I've been watching Walking Dead because I still haven't finished it. I'm on season 10, episode 13, I think. Mm. Uh, But the last episode there then made me blubber like a child. Okay. Because there was a moment where I was like, oh my God, this is awful. (laughs) And then the most shocking ending I've seen, I think I've ever seen the series. So yeah, I was a bit like, what the fuck is... So it kind of, Walking Dead is weird. It's fucking great to start with. 
gets really dog shit in the middle, but gets really fucking great again. Yeah, I was talking about Walking Dead with someone at work the other day, and they were saying, like, oh, it's been really good, Diesel. And I was like, I think I gave up on like the start of season nine. And I was just like, what am I watching? Oh, power. Power through. You're close. I t- power. I, I don't know if I need to go back to the start so I can remember what was happening, but at the same time, I don't middle want to watch from nine, eight Middle seasons. of nine onwards is magnifique. Is it nine where they meet the women that live in the junkyard or some shit? It's around there that I gave up. That's oh, yeah, you need to get Get past that. Just, just get past that bit. Yeah, because I was just like, what is happening? This is bollocks. I think it's like mid-nine, end of nine, start of ten. You're like, what is going on? I think they real- I think they were losing ratings. So they were like, Possibly. let's make this nuts. <laughs> Maybe I need to go back and revisit when I finish. The I would. Ones, but, I yeah. actually, no, pl- I, I actually would. Like, because I persevered. There are points where I was like, oh, um, I, but mind you, I got to season 10 about two years ago. So it's it's a slog, but it's I'm actually really enjoying it now. I'm actually gonna go watch more of it after this. Okay, but that's a lie. I play Braden, but still, um, I'll go and watch more of it after playing Braden. So, um, but uh, other than that, so I've done that. I watched Walking Dead. I, I watched another episode of Warville for some reason. It was an hour and a half long, and I was like, why is this episode so long? Um, episode eight, uh, when Topa gets kidnapped. By the, uh, yeah, and I was like, why is this episode so fucking long? Um, so that's put me off that again. I've got two episodes left. I'm like, I can't be bothered. <laughs> um, I feel like I've watched another film, but for the life of me, can't think of what it is. I'm on Ted Lasso season three. That's that's excellent. I can't even tell you just how great that show is. I can't even go into detail about how great that show is. Ori obviously is obsessed. Well, yeah. Yeah, but like it's 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 unbelievable. Um but on that man, playing a lot of FIFA for some weird reason, playing a lot of God of War again, God of War Ragnarok, I've started I've almost finished it again. Uh, and I've been playing a lot of Resident Evil 4 remake. And I'm lo- I've almost finished that as well. Loving that. That is they've done that so well with that game. So yeah, other than that, my friend, Rihanna in. Uh watched all the NFL playoffs over the weekend. Uh, well, as much as I can stay awake for. I've chatted to my dad. I was supposed to be dad in ages. That was actually really nice. Over an hour, which never happened. Out. Yeah, I know. We were a bit like, oh, I went, dad, it's past your bedtime. I was like, bloody, I thought we're knackered. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, he keeps telling me he's getting old now. And I'm like, oh, no, we're hitting that point. He was telling me a story uh, about my granddad, mm. about how because my, my grandparents, I've only got my dad's side left. And like they're in, they're in, they're getting to their eighties now, but they've got to that point where it's like. <laughs> so my dad was taking my granddad and my grandmother to a hospital in Nottingham. They live in Sheffield, so mm. uh, they had to go for a specialist appointment. The phone rings, and my dad went, "No one rings that phone. That's no one knows that number. So that's got to be the hospital because no one knows what that number is." <laughs> my granddad answered, "Hello." <laughs> it's like, "Hello, is that Mrs. Stevens?" "Yes, this is Andrew Stevens." <laughs> Like, uh, okay, it's it's just the hospital, yeah. Oh, hello, yeah. My son Darren's driving me down now, and me, and Susie, say hello, Sue. <laughs> like, my dad's like, Dad, just fucking listen. To this. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Yeah. So the consultant, yeah, we're down the M1 now. We'll be about forty minutes. <laughs> He's like, Dad, listen, listen to them. He's like, Yeah, Mr. Stevenson, the consultant. Oh yeah, we're yeah we're getting on M1 now. And my dad's like, fucking hell. It's like the consultant's actually phoning sick, so you got to cancel oh. the appointment. 
And he goes, okay, we'll be here about 40 minutes. <laughs> and my dad's already halfway home. <laughs> okay, amazing. your granddad's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. And then hit that point now where it's just all very frail and, you know, oh, I've got hospital appointment again. Right, have your mum lovely, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so funny. So funny. Um, so it was actually really nice just to catch up with my dad. Um, but yeah, man, other than that, not a whole ass of a lot really going on. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Brayden from Say We Can Fly. Just letting you know, got a brand new merch store out there. Please let me say the and, link. Uh, let me say the link, please. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yes, you can say. You can say the link. Yes, all right. Okay. So the link for the shop. So the link for is... the link for the shop is www.saywecanfly.com. Shop. All right, good job, Seamus. So www.saywecanfly.shop, uh, 10% off if you use the code. Oh, let me code, say the code, let me say the code, please. Okay, fine, you can say the code. If you use the code. The code is The Chronicles. What? No, it's not. The Chronicles. No, it's not. De- it's The Chronicles, Seamus. Yeah, that's what I okay? said. The Chronicles at checkout, all right? You, you get 10% off. 10% off. Yes, oh. yes, they know. They know, Seamus. Okay. I'm just trying to help, all right? Visit www.saywecanfly.shop and use code THE CHRONICLES for 10% off your order. Available at participating Say We Can Fly restaurants and web stores. Some restrictions may apply, but probably not. But, Jamie. <laughs> yes, sir. It's time for your favorite, favorite segment of the week. Yes, it is. I don't know where that voice came from. Stuff <laughs> counts, features. Do you want to know something? Callum will be able to tell you. And Callum's treachings. It's cereal soup. Ooh. Hello. This week's treachings come from the set of my own podcast, That Gym Couple Podcast, that I host with my partner, Lucy, where we discuss all things gyms, fitness, gym anxiety, and a bunch of other stuff in between. If you do have the opportunity to come and check us out, at That Gym Couple Podcast on Spotify and YouTube. We'd very much appreciate it. Welcome to Callum's Treachings. Uh, and what we'll do is we'll just get straight into it, shall we? I think we should. Yeah, Jamie, what's Callum's Treachings this week? A fly is probably the least creatively named creature. I mean, I mean he's not wrong. I wonder if that was like the last <laughs> insect like or species ever invented and God just went... Do you know what? Jesus, like I can't be fucking bothered to name, to name someone else. Do you know what? So what we'll do is we'll just call it a fly. Fuck it. I can't be bothered. Yeah, I'm on the bottle again. Yeah. Was, you know what? I created it. It took me fucking seven days. It actually took me six. They keep saying it took seven, but I, I took piss and didn't fuck all on Sunday. But like, it took me six fucking days to make this. I've made everything. Look at it. Look how fucking much there is on here. And this little twatty thing <laughs> keeps flying in face. I went, you know what? Fuck it, I'm calling it a fly. It's a prick. Look at it. So it's taking piss. Windows fucking over there, mate. Actually, we're in fucking heaven. There are no windows. There are no windows in heaven. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible song from the 80s. There's no windows in heaven. I'm pretty sure it's a song called Windows in Heaven by <laughs> the in crowd. Um... I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's a, a ballad as well. Anyway, um, <laughs> but I love I love the idea of it, like just like he's like fuck you know, and it's just in the sky. Because apparently, people that die live in the sky, um, yeah. on clouds of all of all things. But weirdly, when you fly up there, you don't fucking see anything, do you? 
Very good point. I might do that. I might get some binoculars on the fucking flight to America in March and go, yeah, don't see having a beer. Ain't <laughs> no fucking angels up here. They've lied to us. They've fucking lied to us, bastards. Look at, look, at, look at this. What the fuck's going on up here? There's absolute shit. Bloody hell, son. Fucking I'm blind now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I love the idea that, that that was the last creature ever created and they just got so bored with naming stuff. <laughs> it is. He's right, though. He's literally lazy. Because you don't see any animals that walk on the land just called a walk. Like, it's literally the only one that's like, uh, fly. I don't know. <laughs> Look, it took me 15 hours to name a giraffe. <laughs> and you want me to name this little prick that just flies in face? Okay. Yeah, I was born in Stoke. I was going to say Stoke. <laughs> Stoke's not in Yorkshire. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, oh, born in fucking Thursk. What a name for a town. <laughs> that exists, by the way. Don't think that doesn't exist. That exists. Oh, I don't doubt it. I'm oh, born in fucking Thursk. And now this little bugger will piss off. Oh, you're getting called a flat. I'm not even going to give you a nice name, you prick. And I'll tell you what, just to make it worse, you're that much of a bastard. You know what you're going to eat? Garbage and shit. Now, fuck off. I remember, I remember I, what was funny, right? I was, Jesus, listen to this, listen to this. I would listen to that Chronicles of Podcast with Tom and Jerry, yeah. They were talking about our flies probably look at flowers and grass and that probably makes them sick. And they look at all the pretty things and they're smelling like the perfumes and it kills them. You can spend with deodorant, can't you? Thanks for the listen, God. Yeah, appreciate you. Even though you don't <laughs> exist, but still. You're not real. You're just a made-up, completely made-up person. I wonder who did write the Bible. I'm really curious, though. I actually want to find the person who... Oh, they're probably dead. They're very like, dead, uh, by yeah. now. <laughs> Let's just start. <laughs> Sorry, there, sir. What are you doing? Oh, I'm grave-digging. Why? I'm trying to find the creator of the Bible. I want to ask them why the fuck they thought this would be a great idea. <laughs> I wanna... Do you know how many people have died in all the wars they've caused? <laughs> Fuckers. I want to dig him up and tell him it's all bullshit and then bury him again. What I want to do is I want to take him to fucking heaven and let go. <laughs> <laughs> and see how he fucking likes it. <laughs> I'm going to put out plain door. I'm going to put him out plain door and fucking let... There you go, you're in heaven. Oh, bollocks, no, you're not. It's not real, is it, Dave? <laughs> you fucking liar. <laughs> I love the idea of opening a Bible at the end. It just says written by Dave. Dave the monk. Wait. There's, there's, there's fucking um, some chaps the title's called John and Luke, so I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> He's definitely missing the Psalms of Dave. It really is. Oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Dave, Ma- Steve, James. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John and Dave. Gordon, Steve. <laughs> Paul. Pretty sure one is called Paul. I'm doing the Paul, yeah. Oh, but still, oh. anyway, we digress. We move on. Flies to the Bible. There we are. It's the beauty of this fucking show, my friend. Absolutely. Um, if any <laughs> religious people are offended by that, grow up. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to go. I'm so sorry, but <laughs> no. I'm. I'm. A, I'm just not a believer. I know. In all seriousness, though. Um, it's just why I just think it's that's how I believe that's what I think. So that's my opinion only and my opinion alone. If you don't like it, that's fine. Uh, what else, Calentrisha, this week? Percentage tipping is weird when you think that the server probably had nothing to do with the person buying in a more expensive dish. That's a really good point, actually. That's why a really does, good point. 
Wait, so you walked it from there to here and you want me to give you money for it? <laughs> but you didn't make it? Oh, Yorkshire again. <laughs> of course. You didn't, you didn't fucking make it, you bummed. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean you want fucking 10% tip? Are you for real? No, I'll give it to the fucking chefs. It should be, to be fair. So, it'd be right, though, because they didn't help you make the decision of what you want to order, so why are they getting more money for it? The problem is, Americans don't pay their staff properly at yeah, all. Which is bullshit. Which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my herd in my life. So, they have to, that's what they have to do. So, it's all well and good to sit in here and be like, oh, yeah, well, uh, you didn't make it. Uh. But actually, Americans just pay their people properly. I was just, to say, pay, yeah. just, just pay your staff. Like, it's not hard. Just, you were earning a shit ton of money in these restaurants. Just pay your staff properly. Yeah. The same time, so. like, why the fuck do we have to pay our bill and then pay your staff at the same time? Like, uh. <laughs> I don't get it. I'm going to the states in a month and a half, and I'm a bit. I'm like, I might just avoid eating out. <laughs> I might. I, you know what, I might just avoid going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because for some reason they are money obsessed over there. It's so nuts. Everywhere wants a tip, don't they? Like hotel. Oh, I'll take a bag to your room. That's your job. But everywhere wants a tip. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like in bars and stuff. Um, and they do tabs. I'm like, can't just pay you now. But it's because they want a tip on top, isn't it? Yep. Exactly that. Exactly that. I don't blame the people working there because, like you say, they barely fucking earn anything. So fair play, they're trying to find a job somewhere, and it's the best they can get. But yeah, pay your people properly. Yeah, this don't happen. It happened in Barcelona though, in Europe, where where and she kept being like, "To Keris, like you know, you you know, there's tips. You know, that doesn't include tip, right? You know that this bill here of a hundred odd euros." That you, I've made you forced you into because you didn't actually know the prices. Yes, yeah, so that's not included. Oh, that. So this right here. So if you look at the list, right, there's no tip there. So that there's no tip. So basically, what I'm trying to tell you is, when you look at your receipt and look at your bill, there's no tip on there. Okay. <laughs> so if you didn't hear what I said, there's no tip. So basically, give me money. Give me a <laughs> fucking tip. Yeah, 20, 20 bucks is fine. I don't accept tens. So, yeah, it's bullshit. I don't get it. And that's in fucking Spain. It's like, I'm pretty sure you get paid right here. So, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm just a tight ass, but I don't really like tipping. Like, unless someone has gone out of their way to give me exceptional service, way above and beyond that they needed to, that it isn't just doing their job, then fair enough. But for someone just doing their job that they're paid to do basic, no. You'll get, hate, you'll, you'll get hated in America, then. Oh, yeah, probably. But, I don't get fucking tips for my job, so I don't know. I'm just a cynical tight ass. I don't know. We should probably move on. We we went probably. from laughing <laughs> flies in the Bible to getting really serious about how people need to be paid properly because there's enough money in this world for everybody. Yet people at the top want to keep it all for themselves because they're greedy fuckers. Interesting yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Where are you going to send us now, Callum? I'm fucking intrigued. <laughs> and finally, Jamie, what is Callum teaching us? Did he? You forget how much force it takes to walk until you walk into something. Oh, dude. So true. <laughs> There's a video on YouTube, right? I want you to put it on here. Okay. If you're allowed. I don't know how much you're allowed. There's a video of a news reporter called Chuck Storm. Fucking great name. Great name. On a show that Trevor McDonald was doing. And he did the news whilst walking. Can you see where this is going? Oh, yeah. I'm not joking. 
I don't think I've ever heard someone's face hit a lamppost and it makes that noise <laughs> in my life. The oh my noise gosh. is so loud. Yeah, you need to put it on here. Hi, this is Chuck Storm. I'm live at the scene where last night there was a robbery at about 3.30 in the morning. Now, police have... Oh, God. Okay, I'll find that. All Chuck right. Storm, though, what a name. Trevor McDonald, Chuck Storm. You should find it immediately. I'm going to look for that. That is... Oh, that can't... So for all YouTube watch, watchers, <laughs> enjoy that video, because fuck me. <laughs> the audio listeners are just going to hear... Blah, 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 bonk. <laughs> They're going to hear the noise, but you don't... Yeah, if you see it, it's like, fucking hell! <laughs> Able to hear it. It's it's weird, isn't it? Because when you're walking, you're just like left, right, left, right. You don't really think about it. Like you don't put much effort into it. But yeah, you walk into something, you know just how much power you're putting behind your steps. Jesus Christ! It's really crazy, isn't it? I've walked into lampposts before, but it's always been like a shoulder. Yeah, you know, when you're not paying attention. You go, oh, you bastard! Like, yeah, I've never walked face first into something. At least I don't think so. Yeah, but it it's really crazy. Weirdly, you don't because what we walk about what five. Mile an hour, Somewhere. if that, if that, yeah. And you think that's how much that hurts just walking? Think about if you fell out of a car at like a hundred mile an hour. Oh, I don't want it's, to. It's really crazy, yeah. isn't it? Ooh. Like, but yeah, uh, but yeah, just play that video. That's that. That's all you need for this. Just play that video. <laughs> there you go, shining just, example. Just of that, calories. just that clip of him, because obviously we don't want to get sued or anything. So, no. um, but perfect. Callum, thank you so much once again for an unbelievable set of treatments. Um, just great. Every week, just superb. And make sure you go check out that gym couple. I know you saw the advert earlier, but make sure you're subscribed to them as well because uh, Lucy and Callum are legends and we uh, we are very good friends of ours. So, yes. Uh, but, Jamie, the only problem now is I have to follow. You do. Stab Tom's journal. And welcome... To another edition of Tom's Journal. So, Jamie, yes. welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. I hope you enjoy. Strap yourself in. Here comes the book. Um, a really cool thing about getting older is that you get to hear from your skeleton a lot more. <laughs> my knees can uh, attest for this, yes. I knew you were going to bring it out yeah. straight away. Always my fucking knees, yeah. Bloody bastards! <laughs> this is, I reckon this is going in for stupid... Entry of the week. Uh, me to the waiter. Um, excuse me, um, my onion rings? Waiter, we'll answer it then. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, that takes the crown for 2024. We've, we've set the bar high. Two weeks in. <laughs> Fucking um, hell. Whenever a car waits for me to cross the street, I always wave a mouth thank you uh, and rush across as fast as I can because I need to thank, thank them. I need them to think, wow, what an 11 out of 10 pedestrian. <laughs> you knew that was going, didn't you? The reason that's so funny is because it's so fucking true. I was laughing before because I was like, I do that. And every I time I'm like, thank you. Thank you. I'm pretty <laughs> sure we talked about it on the show ages ago Probably. as well. <laughs> Maybe that, that weird jog. Yeah. <laughs> it was kick your feet out in front of you to get back past. So it's almost like your legs have gone, but your body's following behind. Like... <laughs> There's that part paranoia, like, if I take too long, they're going to get really fed up and just mow me over. But they're not going to do that. We all know they're not going to, but still, they might. <laughs> this fucking remember that. Me. Um, I'll have a whiskey, please. Girl next to me at the bar. It's on me. Me, pointing. No, it's on the shelf over there. What a weird thing to lie about. 
fuck oh my two for two Oh, that's so good. I thought it was so good. Oh, um, I got a sex though. Oh, uh, grandma got run over. <laughs> what by a reindeer? <laughs> no, I bust me at the hospital now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, I love those ones. <laughs> There's ones where dead air just comes I in straight away. I see that coming. <laughs> that was meant to be done at Christmas because it was a Christmas. Yeah, but yeah that was funny. Oh. I told you some Christmas ones might appear every now and again. You did. That was so funny. Um, Jamie, you know how you know how when you're a fast walker uh, and the guy ahead of you is fast too, but are in ninety percent as fast as you, <laughs> but you must pass him. But to pass him, you have to walk comically faster than your normal speed, or else you'll be in his personal space too long as you pass. That's annoying. That happened to me earlier today. So Did it? Oh, exactly oh, no, I... <laughs> I was because we have to like swap locations when we work in the late shift. And there was a guy in front of me, and I was like, oh, he's taking too long. So I but at the same time when I got closer, I was like, oh, no, we're kind of matched. I was like, oh, I need to get a bit faster. And then because I'm I'm one of these people that like to hold the door open for people, I'm there stood there waiting for him to catch up and then I gotta start the game again for the next fucking door. Yeah, I don't Yeah, but I always find that sometimes people wait because they know what you're gonna do and then they try and go, No fucker, you ain't gonna pass me. <laughs> start cutting so, up. Jamie Westwood, please do not join in. Okay. Okay. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus and now they're going to bed and my stomach is sick and it's all in my head, but she's touching his chest now. <laughs> That's not a mashup I ever thought of here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that song has never sat right with me for some reason. <laughs> I don't like Mr. Bright Sides anyway. Well, that one as well, but I just remember the mommy kisses Santa Claus. Oh, so yeah. it's never Weird. sat right with me. I saw my mom cheating on my dad. I'm going to sing a song about it. You do realise that it's the dad dressed up as Santa Claus, yes, right? No, but it's still it's, oh, okay. it's weird. The kid don't know that, though. I was kind of hoping, you'd, I was waiting for you to go, really? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know that's the point, but like the kid doesn't know that. So the kid's like, oh my God, I saw my mom kissing, like cheating on my dad. It was great. Like, this is the only kissing. Most good point. <laughs> Um, excuse me, but why do you charge money for your art? That's because I'm a big fan of eating. <laughs> and this is why we don't do this full time. We have to have jobs as well. <laughs> yep. Ariel versus Moana. Ooh. Who is the real queen of the sea? Let's argue. Excuse me. Moana left her family to save her village and the ocean. Ariel left her family for Dick. Don't you ever disrespect Moana of the Mount Anuni again. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I love it. So fucking true. Moana deserves all the respect. 100%. Yeah. Oh, I just want to get fucked by some guy. Oh, where's my vagina? Um... <laughs> Imagine Imagine the year is 1799. 
you and your lads have just bought tickets to see Beethoven. An hour in, the man turns to the crowd and yells, who's ready for some of the unreleased shit? Symphony number one plays. The crowd absolutely loses their minds. (laughs) I think that, obviously in a more posh way, no doubt, actually happened at some point, no doubt. Could you imagine? It's fucking great. I'm going to throw down some of this unreleased shit. Let's go, boys. (laughs) This is a fucking banger, Beethoven. (laughs) I just left the doctor's office. Uh, I'm up to 198 pounds. So I'm going to eat two pounds of Nacho Slim Jims. So I'll literally be 1% Nacho. Just stop, you moron. This is a relationship. We make decisions together. I need you 100% committed to being my man. 99% your man. What? 1% Nacho man. so stupid <laughs> it gets better I've got another natural one oh. <laughs> wife let's just go out tonight and like sit at a bar you know and drink and get some nachos and then come home and fool around me wife me wife are you are you crying <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you two more. You'll, I have no idea, but you'll know this 100%. Having toddlers is cool because you never know how you're going to be woken up. Gentle kiss on the cheek, cannonball to the uterus, getting your face licked, sweet good morning, mama, headbutt angry dinosaur style. The possibilities are endless. And usually painful. Pretty accurate. Yeah, they are generally painful, but in a nice way. It's like an aggressive hug normally in the morning I get. Oh, is it? Someone like curls up next to me and then grabs my arm and puts it over. I'm like, okay, I'm awake, Jesus. <laughs> or, daddy, 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 let's play this game. I'm like, just woke up. No. 4am, what are you doing? <laughs> and finally, massive arguments at a family dinner. Wife whispers to me, don't start taking sides this time. Me, why not? Sliding roast potatoes into my pocket. They're too busy it. yelling to notice. <laughs> fucking knew it. <laughs> she said, don't take sides. It's like you're taking food. I fucking know it. That was another edition of Tom's Journal. Fucking wonderful. <laughs> it's about getting into schools and talking to young people. Because, you know, I I know that people can change. Uh, and, it, and it's about talking to people and getting them to understand and perhaps step back from violence and, and prejudice and whatever. And we just need to work together and keep on the good fight there. Absolutely. Hey there, guys. We are ecstatically happy to announce that we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. The times are changing. And with the unfortunate death of Sophie, those changes have made a massive impact for the future. If Sophie was with us still today, I can guarantee what you are doing will still be reaching so many lives of young teenagers, young adults, and those who wish to be as different as possible. So thank you very much. 
To find out more about this incredible foundation and all the work they do, and more importantly, how you can help, head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com. Mr. Stevens. What was that? I started going with the taste of ink by the user and I realised I was going way too long, so it was cut short. Okay, you've been listening to the album, haven't you? That's why. Yeah, it's fucking great. It is a great <laughs> album. It is a great album. <laughs> Jamie, 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 Jamie. Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. Jamie, 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 Jamie. It's audience participation time. And now we're gonna participate, bitch. We're gonna participate, bitch. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to participate in Jamie's participation challenge. Sorry. This week I said, you know what they say about opinions? Everyone's got them. So this week we are asking, what is an unpopular opinion that you absolutely stand by? I'll say you, Mr. Stevens. I don't know if I have. I probably have fucking loads. I probably put them all on here. <laughs> um, but I absolutely love marzipan, and I'll just eat it by the brick. Oh no, not for me that one. D fucking licious. Mm, no, I can't think of anything else that make people be like, "Oh, really?" Um, but yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. What about you? I I couldn't really think of anything for this one myself. I'm like, do I have any like opinions that offend people? I oh, actually, I fucking hate children. Well, that, that's a good one for you. <laughs> that is a very good one for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually kind of struggled with this one. No doubt, no, I'll think of something at some point. Way too late, knowing me, but I, uh, yeah, I couldn't think of anything. That's probably a bit aggressive. Oh. Sorry, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of kids. All right, it's a bit of a nice so, Yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I realised how aggressive that was. I do apologise. Oh, let's get some audience answers. A lot of these were music related. There's a lot of people just shitting on bands they don't like for some reason. Like Paulie Dobson started off with Evanescence are terrible. Absolutely awful. I've never heard anyone hate on Evanescence before. That was a new one. One good album, in my opinion. The, the opening album is great and that's about it. What made me laugh is I had a notification of Claire commenting on my status and I looked on it and saw an angry reaction on Paul's comment and then had a message for her on Snapchat saying, who the fuck does he think he is? Like, she saw red from this because <laughs> she's like the biggest Evanescence fan. Fight me, Claire. But, speak of the devil, Claire Jones, pineapple belongs on pizza. Oh, you could definitely fucking fight yeah, me now. Get out. Yeah. No, no, it doesn't, Claire. No, it doesn't. I don't get how people enjoy that. Oh, no. Braden loves it as well. Ian Shaw, Huey Lewis and the News are still one of the best bands ever. Again, I have never heard anyone claim that. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. I I can only think of two songs, so I can't really comment on that one. Alex Graham, another music one. Razorlight are better than The Strokes, who are incredibly overrated. Awful bands. Yeah, not a fan of my reference with that. <laughs> Richie Rich, Oasis are shit. Again. Oh, Ollie Nightingale, Beyonce is terribly overrated. I agree with that one, to be honest. Yeah, I don't get the uh, obsession with that. Let's move on from all the fucking music ones. I thought I'd get them out of the way. Paul Payne, Harry Potter, 
It's dreadful. Yep. There's going to be a lot of nerds fighting you for that one, Paul. I was actually half expecting the wife to run up and do that. <laughs> <laughs> Kirsty Buse, pizza and mayo go together. Yes, they do. 100% agree with you. 100% agree with you. It mm. works. It works. Sarah Hamilton has decided that she wants to pick a fight with me personally and says that ice cream is overrated. Yeah. No, Sarah. No, don't you fucking agree? No, it is not. Ice cream is beautiful. I think I agreed on the post, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. You even said I'm one million percent in agreement. Yeah. No. It is overrated. It really no. is. No. But Ollie Roylance is just attacking one of the most random things in the world. Cucumbers make everything taste way worse. What's wrong with cucumber, Ollie? Like, what the fuck? I mean, it's not wrong. Uh, I had to have it in Subway, and that's about it. I don't eat it any other time. <laughs> My daughter would go mental. Olivia fucking loves cucumber. It's just water. It is kind of just water. But still, it doesn't make everything worse. Dino Maguire, leopard print. Love me leopard print. Can't agree with you on that one. I love me some leopard print. Yeah, I'm not a fan. And now, your your sister is making enemies of everyone ever oh, on the fucking planet. I was actually livid about this. <laughs> Emily Stevens. Stevens? I don't know what Stevens is. changing my name. Are you fucking hell? No, I'm changing her surname because she's kicked out of your family for this disgraceful comment. Emily Stevens. Biscoff is terrible. No. No, it's not. No, it is I think not. didn't Mally have a go? <laughs> Mally have a go. <laughs> Mally would wash your mouth out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I'll give you a couple more. Hannah Emery, spiders are great. I don't know about great, but I don't understand the hatred towards them. There we are. <laughs> I'll give you three more. Daniel Pickard. This one really made me laugh, and I don't know why. Just because you can pickle something, it doesn't mean you should. <laughs> <laughs> really made me laugh. That's amazing. <laughs> I love pick- I love gherkins. Oh, delicious. Oh. Oh. Two more. Mally Malpass is giving us is giving us a list. Our good friend Mally Malpass. Nickelback are great. Yes, Absolutely they are. agree with you. Megadeth are largely trash. I don't know if I said largely trash, but they're not yeah. as great as people make Agreed them, again. Are. Agreed again. Chip shop chips are overrated. No. No, they are not. They are glorious. Cloves don't have gender. I agree with this. I keep telling people this myself. The metal scene is often toxic. Unfortunately, it can be. Yes, very much. All Star Wars is good Star Wars, barring the Christmas special. No, including the Christmas special, Mally, because it is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life, which makes it amazing. There really was one. Oh, it was done like after the first film in the seventies. Like Donny, Mar- Donny Osmond and Marie Osmond are in it. It's fucking weird. It's all about celebrating Life Day, which is their Christmas with Chewbacca and his family, and it's like the worst puppeteering you'll ever see. It's fucking horrendous, but just wow, it's beautiful. Every Metallica album has merit. I would agree with you, apart from Lola. That does has no credit. It's dreadful. And the last one really made me laugh. Crystals are just pretty rocks. They are, really. And last but not least, I felt this was very appropriate because you're here. Rachel Stamp. Being child-free is underrated. (laughs) (laughs) The fact you put that as yours made it even better. (laughs) Yeah, she's right. It's absolutely bang on. 
<laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. But thank you to absolutely everyone. And everyone loved this one this week. So yeah, is, uh, we like it when, when that sort of happens. And other people start to put their own statuses. Yes. Which is great. So, which is absolutely great. Cheers, Justin. I see you there. Um, so, yeah. Uh, we appreciate everybody joining on Jamie's Participation Challenge, so thank you so much. But if you enjoy Jamie's Participation Challenge, Tom's Journal, Callum's Reachings, the absolute fucking God knows what we talk at the beginning, and the interview, then enjoy the other 150 editions of the Chronicles Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. So that will be all over social media, at TCOPod, or all over YouTube, where we'd like you to go, to subscribe, hit that bell to get notified when your videos are released, and comment to your heart's content, at the Chronicles of Podcast. So that's YouTube at the Chronicles Podcast and all social medias at TCO Pod. Beautiful. Before we get out of here, let's say a massive thank you to a few of our friends. All the music in on this show is brought to you by the wonderful singer-songwriter Matt Roberts. Go check him out at Matt Roberts Music. Tell him we send you. Go check him out. Beautiful songs. Of course, we have to say a massive thank you to Braden Barry and his Say We Can Fly. Head on over to www.saywecanfly.shop. Check out all his beautiful apparel, all his vinyls and CDs, his signed photographs, you name it, whatever you like. Stick it in your basket, add that discount code, The Chronicles, get 10% off your order. And of course, we have to say a massive thank you to our wonderful friends at the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. Head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com. Familiarise yourself with Sophie's story. Familiarise your friends and family with Sophie's story. Even if you're not in the alternative scene, it is an incredibly important story, and we need to get that message out there. And last but not least, a massive thank you to this handsome devil right here to keep me amused all night. Right back at you, Jamie. Right back at you. Another great episode in the books. Another great episode indeed. We absolutely love it. And as for this week, we are going to see you all next week for the Chronicles of Drawn to the Sky. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.